You're listening to Around Comics for January of 2011. Happy New Year! Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each month we talk about, talk about comics whatever, and whatever stuff. comes to our mind. Yeah. On, uh, on this episode for, uh, for January of 2011, Sal and I are joined by uh, Mr. Tony Akins. International man of mystery, Tony Akins. And we talk about uh, a variety of subjects, including uh, Patton Oswalt. That nerd. Uh, Alan Moore and Jason Aaron. Those bearded... Jerks, uh, uh, Werner Herzog, and um, uh, airplane uh, airplane propellers. And I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> and we joined the conversation in progress, talking about uh, film treasures and uh, Kodachrome. Frank Kappa, Crappa, Crapper? No, Capra. Cap- Kappa. Frank Kappa. Frank Kappa. The photographer, not the director. Yes. Although, but it, but Frank- it is a wonderful life. <laughs> I don't know. Was Frank Capra's life wonderful? Was his love of his life died. The movies were good. That's Frank Capra. Oh. This is Kappa. Oh. Cap- oh, forget it. Uh. Just listen. Because I bought a, a, a volume on Kappa. And, uh, yes. Okay. Frank Capra, the war photographer. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I thought you were saying Frank, Frank Capra. Capra. Wonderful life. So, is that, uh, uh, it's a wonderful it, it's life. So she goes, did you hear yeah. about the Mexican suitcase? I'm like, what? The what? <laughs> so like, is that a sex move? <laughs> <laughs> the Mexican suitcase. That's what happens after the Spanish fly. Right. Yeah. So you take so a midget, you did you hear about the, uh, the Mexican suitcase? And, uh, I said, no. Well, um, Kappa, he, like, the, the woman, who he always loved. She died during the Spanish Civil War. She was killed in a, a Republican retreat. She was run over by a tank, and he always lamented her loss. She was also a photographer, and that was their war. They they photographed it as a couple. Anyway, uh, recently, uh, a valise has turned up in Mexico City, and they open it up, and it's all these compartments, and it's just Roll after roll of film shot by both of them. Wow. That's, and it's been lost for, you know, 70 years. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. develop any Kodachrome yeah, yeah. anymore. It's, they shut it, that it's down. Still the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's called the Mexican It's probably Spookets. older than that. It's and it's just, just like all of these undiscovered. I think they're archiving it, archiving it now, and, you know, we can expect to see prints from it. It's pretty amazing. Awesome. Did you, did you happen to see that story about, um, Kodachrome, how they've, Stopped. Pro- the last processing developing machine ever. They shut it down. They just shut it down this week in oh, Kansas. Was it Kansas City? I have somewhere like in Kansas. Three rolls in my glove compartment. You're done. You're, it's they 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 had people come from Russia with like fifteen thousand dollars worth of film because yeah because he he they announced a year ago that, that this was going to be the day. That was it. They were shutting it down, and the guy who owned the place. Actually, his was the last role that they we they developed, and it's the last one ever. They were the last Kodachrome developing Crazy. station in the world. Co- Kodak, they, they, they Kodak photos. Kodak right? uh, doesn't uh, his. Yeah, well, I don't know what. His, no, his was like the people that worked there. 
he took pictures of like people in front, oh, of, in front nice. of the building and people that worked there and everything. And uh, it was really an interesting. It. it was actually a really interesting story about yeah, like these crazy people just coming there with you know trunkfuls of Kodachrome mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. and and getting it developed and because they. It was, that was it. If you didn't get it developed now, man, it was you're done. There's nowhere to get it developed. Yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. It was it was a really sort of an interesting story. So that's one of the it's one of those those nerdy things. Those Kodachrome. Yeah, it was. it was. I don't even know where, where the article was. I don't know where I picked it up from, but Geeko system or something. Uh, you know, we're talking. You know, here's my here's my first week segue of the uh, of the show. Um, talking about you know geeky nerdy stuff. Uh, Sal had sent me uh, a link to a Patton Oswalt uh, article. article that that he had written about. Oh, I did. And, and, and I don't it know was quite. called the Wake Up Geek Culture: Time to Die, and it was in Wired magazine. It was Patton Oswalt, the comedian. I don't know if you know who Patton Oswalt is. You know, but it was I, an interesting. I, I, it was an interesting really article. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, the problem I have, I mean, the, basically what he was saying is that when he was a kid or when he was growing up, you know. Being a geek was was um, a niche thing. Like, you know, you were sort of ostracized for it. You you, know, you were put up lu- with a lot. You were lucky to have a couple of friends maybe four that were ge- that were friends. into the same geeky yeah. stuff that you were into, and and that kind of thing. Um, and, and now to, and it's had, become. And damn it, you had to work for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was sort of his point. But now, but now it's like it's become so mainstream, and he thinks that because of that, it's not. Uh, because now that we have just sort of this endless pop culture resources, the, especially with the internet, um, and it's just constantly regurgitated, that it's not making people create new things. Hmm. Sort of an interesting article. Yeah. My biggest problem with it was, A, whenever someone starts out an article or, or starts out saying, well, I was a geek back then, and it's just like, okay. But it's like, it's Pat Oswald, you were one of the, the, <laughs> the, like, you were on the bleeding edge of, Making geek geek becoming yeah. popular, right. you know what I mean? It's right. like you're one of the guys that benefited the most from <laughs> from that movement, and well, now you're you know, it's, you know, it's, you're it's like of, you know for a sports analogy, it's kind of like you know now that the Bulls are good again here in Chicago, it's like on sports radio, a guy calling up and saying, "Well, I'm a season ticket holder and have been since 1980, yeah, right, right, right. and so I've been here when they sucked, and and now we've got all these bandwagon jumpers." So you have to qualify yourself. Yeah. You have to yeah. qualify yourself as a geek, and you know, and we know you're a geek. It's okay. Yeah, that was a weird. It was it, it was an interesting article. I don't know if I agree with them about how because of all the availability of pop culture information. Well, one one of the things that I that I pulled out of it, and and one of his points was, okay, say, oh, um, uh, say there's a, a director that uh, becomes very popular in geek culture. Um, Michael Bay. <laughs> okay, Michael Bay. My, Michael Michael Bay gets tabbed to direct Wonder Woman. Okay, so now every every geek is going to become a Michael Bay uh, aficionado. Well, right. You can go. Right, home. Everybody's you, an expert on Michael Bay. You can go sudden, home yeah. and you can BitTorrent every movie that Michael Bay, every commercial, every video, right, whatever. Right. You can BitTorrent that and consume that over a long weekend if you want. And you know what? Eh, in today's world, now you're a Michael Bay expert. Right. Back. 
back in the day, whenever we were back in the day, you would have yeah. you would have to go to every you know secondhand weird Kodachrome seriously you know movie play and and accumulate this stuff. You know, we all, so you'd have to work for it. You'd have to work for it. You'd have to work for it harder. You'd have to have the resources in place. You know, yeah. it, it would be like you'd have to dedicate more of your life to. There would be correspondence with people around the world and letters mm-hmm. mailed back and forth to get rare prints of things. We talk about conventions no, I, and why you go okay. to conventions is because that was the only way you could get like rare back issues. Yeah. And now you, now with the internet, it's, oh, you it's, can become an expert oh, or complete collections in as literally as fast as you can type. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. This is true. Which which uh, does diminish the that badge of, of of honor saying you're a geek because you can you know do do a, a crash course in, in, in the particular subject. I was watching a documentary on the uh, the the French. Uh, Institute of, of Cinematography, which is uh, and I, uh, Lang, Langlois, I think is the, the guy's last name. And he's a guy who was born uh, just prior to World War II, was passionate about film mm-hmm. from, from, from go. And because of, of him, uh, we, the Amer- America fashioned their Institute of, of uh, Film Archiving on, on his uh, on his model, and he did basically what you just described. He would, um, he, he was an avid supporter of film. He loved film, so he would write to directors. Um, these are directors behind the Iron Curtain in, in, in the '40s, and said, you know, I, I I would love to get a copy of, you know, of, of Ivan's, yeah, right. whatever. And and in doing this, he himself sort of became this this focus where people were like, I have this film. Uh, I'm a Czech director. And this is, you know, this is my last work, and I'm afraid that I'm going to be imprisoned, or this, this, this is a, no one will ever see this. this yeah, is gonna, so yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. going to get this to, to you, him, right. and uh, and so in that way, he built this huge archive. He would screen these films. Uh, he 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 opened a museum, and people would show up for these screenings. There's a, there's a, a photo uh, that uh, is uh, in the documentary where. Uh, the, the theater is packed and there's no room so people would get down on the floor and uh, there's a photo uh, in the late uh, late 40s where it's uh, like a 17 year old Truffaut uh, you know uh, George uh, Romer uh, the other f- director these guys who became grew up to become legendary the, directors, the legendary like directors, directors all because of this institution because this guy was a geek and he, a nerd, and he collected these films. Uh, and the collection still stands today. And, you know, and the hardest thing for, for him was to keep the French government from getting their hands on this. Right. Because they figured, oh, this is a resource and it should be managed by 
a French institution. Because what, what, what this guy did, he created an institution uh, under his own steam, out of his own passion, out of his own nerdiness. Well, and I, th- I think, and that's, you know, like, like Chris said, you can go home over a weekend and all of a sudden become an instant internet expert on just about any subject right. you want. But it's that passion that is the difference. Right, you know, exactly. It's like, it, it, is that, you know, to me, it's, it's not harmful that you can do that because it's just giving more people the opportunity that mm-hmm. if they're passionate about something to find that passion, find those resources and then go forward. Hi, this is Jason Aaron, writer of Vertigo, the other side, and you're listening to Around Comics. And if you don't sound off that you love the Virgin Mary, I'm going to rip your fucking guts out. Interview that came out last year sometime where Moore had in a roundabout sort of, well, maybe not a roundabout way, but in a way said <laughs> that there weren't any top flight or middle flight or bottom flight talent in comics any longer. Now, you have to, before you, yeah, I know, before you, before you... you, Now, put it in context. You have to put it into context a little bit. But anyway, that that was my point, uh, getting to the segueing to this, is that in that article that Jason wrote, he starts out by saying, I'm the biggest Alan Moore fan ever, and at the end of the article he says, fuck you, Alan Moore. So it's, it, it is that like qualification okay. of going, well, I'm, I am or I was or I have been you know, an expert in something, so I'm qualified to say what I'm about to say, even though sure. I kind of think that yeah. I'm full of shit kind of thing. But, sure. well, to move on to the Alan Moore thing, to, yeah. my, people have been going back and forth. I've already had three conversations with comic book creators and, and gotten into fights with these people that are my friends. And, because I'm, it's not, okay. a, it's okay. I'm, not a, I'm not a comic book creator. They're easy to beat up. Yeah, well, true. Yeah. I'm not a comic book creator, so his words didn't offend me. I don't work in the comic book industry. I'm not a com- I don't write comics. I don't draw comics. So for him to say that has no effect on me personally because it's not geared. It's not directed towards Alan me. Moore's comments weren't directed at you, at me. and Aaron's comments aren't directed at you either. Yeah, neither yeah, one. Yeah, I have no, I have no I have no horse in the race. I mean, I don't. I like Alan Moore's work. Mm-hmm. I, I like Jason, Jason Aaron's work. work. <coughs> I think it's silly that you know to pick any well, kind of sides. Well, I, I think I think Jason was taking his creator hat off, and that was that was very much a. Um, a disappointed fan's oh, reaction sure, to one of his idols that he felt slighted by. My is, whole, is, yeah. My whole point with it, with it was is if you read the interview that 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 Alan did, he's talking about how DC came to him and were for some reason asking him permission to allow them to do prequels and sequels to Watchmen. And in doing so, yeah. Tony Does Giggles. that mean Watchmen babies? I don't know. I don't know what it meant exactly. I'm not sure. But we got to get Art Adams on this shit. That, that was the con- that's the context. And and in doing so, they said, "Well, don't worry. We're going to put our top flight talent on them." Now, Alan being Alan Moore, and him at this point, I would imagine, pretty much just being. So fed up with anything to do I'm with these I'm never comics. working with you again, yeah. so I'm going to say yeah. whatever the he fuck says, I want. He yeah. says, well, there are, I don't think there is any top flight talent. There isn't any middle flight talent. There's, no, there's not even any bottom talent in comics anymore. That's what he says. <laughs> That's where I would have been. <laughs> but to me, it's just like him taking a shot at anyone that would have done one of these sequels. If, you know what I mean? And, and it's him basically saying, you know what? If you were gonna, if you're gonna do one of these sequels, this is what I think of you. And and he went on to say, hey, why don't they just make up their own stories and quit 
you know, trying to yeah. dig mine up. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's 25 years old. I think you said, when? stop having sex with the dead corpse of, no, of my creation. No, he didn't creation. say that at all. He did not say that at all. No, he, he, but he, 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 I, I believe DC is in a creative stasis, you know, I, I, meaning that the stasis are right, right? They're, they're yeah, in a, yeah. They're, they, flat they're, line? Yeah, kind of flat line. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're just trying to uh, keep their licensed properties revolved. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, you, comics does that. It's, it's what, what's, what's the, the, the symbol? The serpent that eats its own tail. Right. That's what comics is. We, we have to repackage these things to keep them fresh and viable and attract new audiences while, while trying not to piss off the old audiences. Sure. So that... That's a given in the industry, but I think DC is is kind of going crazy with that. I mean, so I, I can appreciate what Wood Moore is, is sort of saying yeah, from I, that yeah. point. And like I said, I've already had three three arguments with comic book creators that are just like the same thing. Jason Aaron, like, fuck him, you know, mm -hmm. what, you know, he can kiss my ass, blah blah blah, and it's like. He's not personally saying to anyone that they're. He doesn't even know. He, he says it himself, you, you know. And I'm not trying to defend the guy's words. He says shit because I think he just doesn't care. And it's mm -hmm. like somebody asks him about it and he's going to spot off whatever he feels at the moment. Like anyone else, you know, would at yeah. the point of just sort of you're, you're so sick of it, it. You know, the ad nauseum of always being asked about Watchmen. Always and, being and, asked and, about I, and I think what well, he doesn't do many interviews and he doesn't talk about mainstream comics anymore. Oh, but right? if, you, if you went on the Internet, you would think all he does is interview after interview after you would, interview. You would think that he's much more John Byrne-esque. You yeah. know, he doesn't have a forum where he just, you know, spouts off his, his beliefs and doctrines on mainstream comics. But I think every time that he does get interviewed, and, you know, it's the interviewer's job to ask him these questions and they always come back to what he's most well known for and he's going to give his sure. honest opinion about it and you know Jason to give his honest opinion back he has that right to do that oh yeah. sure absolutely I, I I mean I just think there's no there's no benefit there's no winning Jay. yeah there's no yeah you're going to convince well the, and, you're going to convince Alan Moore to come back but and green, at the same and, time and write you know, Green Lantern again yeah well that's just it that you know Jason's like well I'm never going to spend another dime on Alan Moore yes well, he will you know, what is there to spend a money on? Oh, it was, yes. When was the last time he wrote a comic? April um, is uh, League of Extraordinary uh, Gentlemen, nineteen sixty nine. All right. Out. Well, <laughs> I don't think he's going to coming out. out. <laughs> Neo Nomicon is coming out from Avatar, uh, but uh, no, it's. I mean, it's it's. I I get a chuckle because about every year or so, Alan Moore comes. Down from the yeah. mountain, yeah. you know, like like Moses shakes the trees yeah. like King Kong. Come, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's like it's like, you and know. everybody just loses their yeah. shit one yeah. way or another because it's, it's like, one more. I am Lur. Yeah, it's just it's it's, it's behold crazy. these fifteen. Well, it's interesting. These ten I did have commandments <laughs> of comic book writing. I, I did have an interesting conversation with one comic book creator, and I won't say who Glad it you is. Got that. Uh, about about the whole thing, and 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 he was sort of looking into Jason's article, he was sort of projecting, in my opinion, some of his own feelings on it, but some of his own feelings about it were sort of interesting, where he was saying that, you know, he, he kind of would want comic book creators to say fuck you to Alan Moore, because it's time to get past Alan Moore. Yeah. Right. It's time for comic yeah. books to, to, to really put that stuff to bed mm -hmm. and create something new and original and fresh and, and do something, you know, completely. And the only way maybe to do it is to do yeah. get, do to get, say, do, you know, yeah. wash your hands completely of Alan yeah. Moore, not think of him anymore, not give him any, you know, credo, you know, but 
I don't know. It's it's hard to. So. And I think that was you know the 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 whole gist of it was Alan Moore saying, "Go make your Watchmen." Oh yeah, don't absolutely. Make it was in a snark- it was a, it yeah. was in a snarky and mean and and, mm-hmm. and 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 shitty way of saying it. But at this point, you know what? I think he's earned the right to be a little bitter and 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 kind of pissy and sure, you know, whatever. I don't care. So sure. he's so he's an angry guy, you know, with a big beard. No, he's, he's, he's British crazy, which is eccentric in some people's books. <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, if Alan Moore started like an underground radio broadcast where he just like sat. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I, I, I will, <laughs> we would I understand. Would, I would listen to that shit like it was Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> do, you know? do you get the magazine? His magazine? No, I don't. Dodge and Logic? It is kind of that. Yeah, it's, it's that? pretty insane. It's, I've it's watched just... a snail move along the edge of a razor. <laughs> Have you ever read uh, uh, what's the book? or, or uh, listen to Snakes and Ladders? Snakes the, and Ladders. The yeah. audio. The, the there's an audio oh, CD yeah? of Snakes and Ladders, and it's creepy and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that deep guttural you know, British. I've been missing out. It's cool. It's no, cool. he. Uh, uh, what is the book? I can't think of his book now. Um, oh, something in the fire. Yeah, uh, light of fire. In the, fire. the heart of fire. <laughs> something fire. It's insane. I oh, mean, should I cut my beard a on fart, fire? Yeah. A fart of fire. <laughs> a fart of fire. All right. What else do we got to talk about? <laughs> Let's talk. We're here with Tony. But but all but oh. all pro, but all props to Jason Sorry, Aaron. I you know he is you know I, I think if you you look, don't have to suck up to Jason hey, Aaron. No, but honestly, I think if you look at today's today's comic book writers, I, I think he is one of the. One of the futures for for this industry. Just I, write comics. Quit writing fucking nasty articles about other creators. Go, go write more scalped because it's, yeah. it's really good. So mm-hmm. It's just not. There's no point to it. All right. Enough of these writers. Let's talk about some artists. So, talk some artists. Let's talk, talk some, some artists. Art. Hey, some uh, art. Um, speaking of congratulations on the great run on Jack Fables. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's it's being. You miss him. I do miss him, you know. I mean, and I have pages coming that were were oh, I get to draw him. I forgot my page. I was going to bring. I think I told you this before. I bought a page of Jack of Fables right. from Patrick here at the store, right? And it says two patches. It says something like two. <laughs> You're going to have to scratch it out. Like, yeah, absolutely. Out. I'm absolutely. Yeah. I want awesome. Tony to exit out and, and sign Say, my name to it. Patrick. No. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's exactly what I want to have. <laughs> To Judy, scratch <laughs> yeah. Bender, like <sign> Calculon. <laughs> that page was always meant for me. Patrick was just holding on to it for a little while. Okay, so. well, you remember it. Next I, time. I, well, I forgot. It. I'm sorry. Go, go back, back to what you're saying about no. uh, Jack. Oh, about about drawing Jack. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing the last uh, appearances of, of Jack in, in in Jack of Fables, and yeah, I do I do miss it already. It's uh, good it's strange, run, man. Yeah, fifty issues and. Uh, um, and I think that uh, this ish, this last issue will be pretty terrific. I mean, it's it's all action, it's all splashes, it's all splash pages. So <laughs> oh, nice. the, whole the entire issue is like <laughs> Talk, <laughs> talking about cashing in <laughs> on some art. <laughs> issue fifty, it's all splash pages. Splash pages. You thought nice. up Sturgis like bitch? I'm getting paid on this. I don't one. want to see any words. <laughs> I gotta I gotta take uh, a few months off. <laughs> is there any way that we can get Wolverine and Deadpool into this issue? <laughs> Well, it's interesting, you know, 50 uh, issues, that's, that's, a, that, that's a pretty solid run. Yeah, yeah, this this party, day and hard. age, Seriously, for yeah. an artist and a writer to be on, on something for 50 issues is, is, is pretty damn good. Yeah. 
uh, and and for you especially to be on something for fifty issues, considering <laughs> well, technically well, you, you weren't all fifty. Not I mean, all 50. Well, we did have okay, like okay. Russ Braun was was yeah, the yeah. alternate. But, artist, you, but you you were the primary yes. for the majority. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I mean, we can't nail you down. This interview, getting you here, it's is, the international is, man of mystery. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Akins is is Chicago's international man of mystery. Thank we've, you. We've always we've always <laughs> said you. that. I, I, I heard that you bumped into Sal over the holidays, and, and you were just like, why do you? I, I know that. it was like because I I hadn't been called that since in, in a while and so it's like yeah what what is that about where did that I, come from I don't know but I'm cool with it yeah I mean, well, yeah. yeah hey it's yeah. a good it's a good one to yeah, have good hook it to is have as long it. as it allows me to carry my firearm I'm cool with that <laughs> come on well but, but part of it's because whenever you walk into a room you're like Aikens Tony Aikens right yeah well that's that's the you're always drinking you know martinis shaking that yeah, stir and, you know you know well that's kind of a joke uh, my my girlfriend. Uh, her her crew uh, used to make fun of me because, you know, we, we're just like from different places. They're, you know, she's like 15 years younger than I am, and they're See? like, they're See? like kids. See? Yeah. See? You know, so my my demeanor. <laughs> she's in college. <laughs> my demeanor always seems like very formal to them. Right. You know, right, so right. it's like, oh, it's Tony. It's, it's like, I'm Tony Akins. You know, <laughs> so they will always come to me. And so it, that I took that and just made it mine. So everything I do. It's like if I'm writing, I was writing an email to someone who I had never met before. I think it was for this show. And so I would always lead off, I'm Tony Akins. You know what I mean? Because it's a joke now. But. Well, my, my favorite is then, so we're at talking that night and. Mm-hmm. and he's wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> no, but I'm like, hey, you know what? You, you need to come on the show. We need to get you on the show in, in, in next year sometime. And, uh, and talk, I wanted to talk about what we're going to talk about next, which is the, the art gallery. Uh, thing that you're doing, but um, I'm like, give me, you know, I don't know if I have your number, so give me your number. So he hands me a business card that just says Tony Akins on the front. <laughs> no number, no email, nothing. And then on the back, handwritten, is his phone number. Like, Who the fuck has a, why do you have a business card? I have to keep a cold trail. You, you don't understand. It's like, you know, it's what, what's, what's the, uh, the, uh, the radio commercial, the Dos Equis, uh, most interesting <laughs> yeah, man? It, the his, most b- <laughs> his business card says, I'll call you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Like, <laughs> oh, I was listening to, uh, uh, to NPR before coming over here, and they're talking about uh, new shows coming on cable, and one of them is this Matt LeBlanc show. Yeah. And where he's like a parody the of The guy himself. from Friends? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? He's yeah. back. He's, he's a parody of himself, and... And there's a scene where he's walking across a restaurant to, to a, a, an appointment at a dinner, and he's talking on the phone, he's talking business, and he sits down and he goes, I'm, not, I'm Matt LeBlanc, why am I here? Now, why am I here? You know, this is like, he doesn't know, but he knows he's supposed to be he's there. He's supposed to be. And it's important. <laughs> no, really, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> so, I want that kind of life. Yeah, so that's what that card is. This is like, I've, I've announced myself. I'm not sure why. <laughs> But I felt the need to announce myself. <laughs> you know, what? I think oh, it just has your name, and that's it. That's I think, I think in life, you know, it's it's like ninety percent is, is is what you put out there, and, and then, you know what I mean. Sooner or later, if you if you tell people that, you know, that you're awesome, sooner or later they're going to stop arguing with you. They're going to believe it, you know, right. and then you are. Right. And then, yeah. and that's. I think that's. that's I hope that works. Well, um, I think, yeah. It's worked uh, for yeah. us. We, Tell people we you're an expert in. enough, and you're an expert. You're an expert, yeah. yeah. If you say you're an expert, you're an expert. Yeah. If you say you're... <laughs> well, it's, um, there is a, a degree of, of passivity. I have friends who are actors, and, and uh, one was uh, playing uh, at Shakespeare Theater um, 
I think it was like King Lear or something like that. And, and he was, how do you play royalty? It's like, well, you don't play royalty. You let the people around you treat you as royalty. and You just right, sit there. You don't sure, do anything. Sure, so yeah. that's exactly the same thing. No, sure. In truth, those cards are, are a misprint. <laughs> I got to forgot. Oh, the fan, the fail is ruined now. No, no, he's making that yeah, up. Yeah, I'm making, making that, that up. up. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, well, they, actually, they are a mix, misprint because I wanted them stainless steel. So I wanted them left in bed, embedded in the body of my peers. All right, let's talk about the... I would uh, never be able to pull that that card thing off. Not with me around. No, There's no, no way God, you're pulling no. that off. The, uh, the static creep mm-hmm. exhibition and and I, I had a hell of a time you know finding any information about this show online um you you haven't done a tremendous job of promoting it you know what I, I it, it was my job to put the, the the thing together and i'm letting the gallery promote the gallery is is in earnest promoting the show like, what, what gallery is it this is the lost monos gallery in andersonville 5220 on north clark F- oh 5220 that would be just north of foster just Avenue. north of foster because yeah. foster's 5200 and my wife would be so proud of me for knowing that because i'm terrible <laughs> with street numbers here that's I mean, she's 5200. No, Foster is 5200 north. Mm-hmm. It's 52 blocks north of Madison. Oh, gotcha. yes. Yes. In Suburbanite. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my otaku. Uh, shut up. <laughs> you have like 90 of them. Shut I up. I know, I know. Hey, I was going to come back to that, so remind me too. Okay. So, all right. But anyway, back to the show. gallery. Yes. Uh, so... The uh, the show yeah the gallery is is is, is picking up the, the promotion this week and and things are so um, I don't know what's the word meta that they they you you promote something like the day it's happening and they can get it into print or, or it's 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 digital so they're taking that up so we'll we'll see much more it's in a nice the press. location there's a lot of, a lot of street traffic yeah there's right a lot there. of street yeah. traffic there it's a great location yeah nice and, Starbucks right there on the corner yeah uh, Kopi uh, yeah this this I, I think it's a great spot for for uh, early winter show and it is mm-hmm. only early winter isn't it I mean we're just out of the second week of winter I know Good. it is a cold and snowy night here in God, Chicago by Joe's knobby cock it's cold outside Joe's <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that all day. <laughs> So uh, what is the show? So, so the show. Was, back to the show. Back to the show. So um, you're right. He does a terrible job of promoting this thing. We gotta <laughs> drag it out of him. It's like so the show. Uh, it's the the Static Creep exhibition of sequential art. So the show is all local talent, 21 artists, all of them professional, all of them published, all of them capable, upstanding members of the comic book. Creative community. Except Chris Burnham. Except Chris Except Burnham. Oh, God, Burnham? Is that? <laughs> yeah, Burnham has his work there now. Uh, so uh, I, w- I was actually approached about this two years ago by the gallery owner, uh, Michelle uh, Peterson. And, uh, and we talked about it. And then finally, this, this past summer, she said, you know, let's do it. We've got a hole in the schedule. So, you know, let's, let's, let's get it going. So I, you know, use my my contact resources, whatever you want to call it, uh, to sort of pick the the talent that's going to be in the show. And the the criteria is basically you have to be local, you know, mm-hmm. local native to Chicago. Uh, the work has to be finished by yourself. So 
like all the work that I do for, for DC, mm-hmm. which is finished by Andrew Peepoy, it, none of that's in the, in the work. But, 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 but see, that could work because Andrew's from Chicago. Right, so. but it, I, I really want There's a loophole there, man. There is a loophole there. There's, there certainly is. But I, I want it to... Um, you, you want, it to, you want it, well, the art to be one person's art exactly, on the wall. Exactly, okay. yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, people don't get a chance to, to shine... A lot it, it, outside of a, a team context. So, so, uh, and I know Andrew has plenty of work that he's, he's done himself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do as much. So that was the uh, uh, the first two points of of um, being eligible for the show. Um, and uh, I don't know. I guess there wasn't a third point. I guess the was third it, point was is it published. Does it have? Oh, to it be? has to be published. Okay, yeah. there you go. It has to be published. There are a few pieces that aren't published, but. Uh, majority, yeah, stuff and that's, that's been print in print. Is it all sequential art? It's all, uh, it, or it's all about? sequential art. Uh, there are a few artists there who are strictly uh, cover artists. So, so Dave Dorman, Doug Klauba, uh Jenny Frizon, uh, you know, who do cover art, mm-hmm. and you know, which right. of course is. But it's is, all it's all comic. It's all theme. comic. Okay. Comic related, comic themed. Well, there's, um, some, there's, you know, we mentioned, we mentioned uh, Burnham and you and mm-hmm. Jenny and Doug and who are some, uh, who are some of the other folks that are there? Uh, let's see, who else is there? Uh, Heather McAdams, who uh, has been away from Chicago, she just moved back. Uh, Bill Reinhold. Was she vetted oh, like, well, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Ron, <laughs> Ron Manuel? Yeah, yeah, she had to go, she had to go, had to go, go downtown and be berated yeah. by people. Did she leave, leave like a, a fur coat under the <laughs> stairs at her apartment? <laughs> so why didn't left? you keep a housekeeper? Yeah, well, you know. For your residents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, uh, Heather McAdams was, uh, I remember reading reading her work, seeing her work in the reader when, when uh, you know, I was still in my, my, my late teens, uh, in the early 80s. So um, who else? Uh, uh, Dave Dorman, who I mentioned, uh, mentioned uh, Douglas Klauba, uh, Kareem Muka, Jill Thompson, Andrew Peepoy, uh, Burnham, uh, Tim Seeley, Hil- Hilary Barda. Hillary. Jeffrey Brown. This cool. is like a who's who of around comics. Around comic, guess. former around comics <laughs> guest. Yeah. 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 So it's 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 gonna be a pretty tight show. Uh, all the pieces there are for sale, so you know nice. come come with your wallet if you want to secure some some nice original artwork. Um, and uh, the opening is on G- January fourteenth at that is, six. That is this Friday. It's coming Friday. This, if you're listening to if this, you're listening beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. And the show will be up for uh, three weeks. So. Uh, oh, you know, good. Good. Yeah. So it's it's it, you you have time to stop by and. What, and, what are the hours of the opening on Friday? Uh, six through ten. Okay. On, on Friday. Yeah. Okay. So six p.m. through it's ten o'clock. It's a busy night for art openings. Tell me about it. I <laughs> thought you know I thought I was you know. Uh, Pulling off the you know perf- perfect art caper by ha- having a show in January, uh, and it <laughs> turns knew? out yeah, who knew you know it's like there's four shows the same night you know what the hell because um, Patrick's having one here which Pat, is, yeah, he's having the sixth gun yeah. showing at uh, at Rogues Gallery yep. yeah and which where we're, we're recording we're, right we're, now we're, yeah, we're here right now we're actually yeah no, surrounded no. by Amy Reader art which is uh, for sale here probably through the through the week but yeah kind of sick be, of looking at it yeah. honestly <laughs> it's, it's, I got a fun, I got a funny kidding. story about one of these pieces Uh-oh. but uh, it'll be Brian uh, Brian Hurt and Colin Bunn on Friday and they'll be back on Saturday so go I to actually, all actually, of them. I, I say now, go now, to yeah, every my plan is it's like a pub crawl it's like a gallery crawl I'm gonna leave work because I think this one opens at seven I'm gonna leave work. I'm going to go to Andersonville. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check you guys out and then uh, try and make it here for the second half of, uh, of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, actually, we're, we're going to be talking later on about uh, a, 
a common bar, someplace in the middle for 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 attendees of both events to, to oh, meet. Oh, the at. long room on uh, on uh, Irving Park. <laughs> I don't know that. Just showing off your <laughs> geographical skills. Hey, man, ask me about a bar in Chicago. Really? And, well, yeah. on Irving Park, is that west of the lake or east it of is, the lake? Uh, it is at the corner <laughs> of Irving Park and Ashland. <laughs> it's... <laughs> And it's an awesome bar. East of the lake? Was that the question? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, eat y'all. Oh, true question. You were no, chicking them up there. Yeah, it's, in Ho- it's in Holland, Michigan. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, art, we had, we had mentioned it uh, uh, before we started recording. We have, uh, we're in the Rogues Gallery at Challengers. And, and we're surrounded by this Amy Reader art. We were talking about women in comics. And, and I think you and I both uh, agree that it's just not a big deal anymore. No, no. Which is kind of... It's not. It's kind of cool, and I, I, I think we're we're gonna get a big deal in the sense of it's not it's not unique any longer. Yeah, it's not yeah, uh, yeah. it's not something we should uh, make. Ooh, it's a girl drawing that. You know, it's it's, oh, it's always yeah. nice to see girls, right? Well, yeah, you comics. know, so, and I'd say women, women, right. not girls, but you know, women, girls, ladies, with three R's. Hey, if Marvel ladies. can call them girl comics, yes, you know, we can too. Yes. But no, I, I think we're seeing more and more uh, female creators, mm-hmm. and to the point that it's it's not a big deal anymore. And I think in the next in the next you know couple decades. Uh, I think we'll get closer and closer to having alien creators. I am Lur. You have <laughs> missed your deadline, <laughs> and now I will raise the temperature of your planet one million. I use that. I, I mean, joke I, I, a I don't lot. know. I, I don't know that. I don't it's, think it's a big deal anymore. Well, no, I think it's still pretty rare. I mean, the percentages are well, not yeah, like, getting better, and, and I think it's going to be closer to half and half before no. two. Happen? Yeah. It's not even. When, come when, on. Whenever you factor in all comics, no, no, indie no, no, no. and and mainstream, because mm. there, man, there's a lot of female indie comic creators. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, looking at the sh- looking They're at not getting paid. Well, well, <laughs> they, my show, the, the owner of the gallery, uh, the owner of Los Manos, she's she's you know a feminist, and she really wanted to make sure that you know that there was a, a fair representation of, of women sure. in this show. Um, well, in Andersonville, there better be. Yeah, exactly. I was, I, I'm just saying, I don't think the fight is over, ladies. No. Don't let these, <laughs> don't let these guys pull the wool don't over your eyes and bastards. make you think that it's, you can relax now, that the percentages are almost 50-50. Seriously. The fight is... The battle is not over. It, it, is, it still, is not over. It is not over. still no, going I, on. I, my, my female... Sisters in arms. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just, well, we were, we were talking about one of the, uh, and another art, yeah, another art show in Chicago. Uh, one of the gals that uh, I, I believe had to um, pull out of your art yes. show because of this, uh, former guest on Around Comics, Lily Carey, mm-hmm. is. I wasn't here for her. Oh, that's what the, the, yeah, the. She uh, wrote for French, she... Milk, French Milk. Was uh, yeah, yeah. I really uh, liked listening to her, but I didn't get to very, meet her. very nice gal. She's a, a, a art institute of Chicago grad, and she's had a couple published works. But she and Jeffrey Brown and Paul—I always mess up his name. Uh, Horsch, Horn, Horns, Hornsmeyer, 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 Hornswagler, and uh, and Anders Nilsson are uh, are going to have an exhibit at the uh, Museum of Contemporary That's Art. Cool. Good Lord. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I should thought these comic creators going legit. I don't know. Well, well you know, you know, I know. Patton Oswalt is right. He's right He's about it. He's right. <laughs> All you geeks are going legit. Museum showings, galleries. galleries. Oh, used to what be is it? Uh, dirty, dirty. Basements and it reminded me whenever whenever Tom Caters and I used to have to like 
go down to some dude's basement to deal art, you know, right. comic book art, right. comic book art. I, that's no, where I got your page. I bought it on Patrick's, <laughs> Patrick's basement. basement. <laughs> Absolutely. It was uh, long before Rogue's Gallery existed. I remember yeah. when, uh, when Tom and I uh, interviewed Roy Thomas. This has been probably two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and Roy Thomas being Roy Thomas is like, you know, I really kind of miss the, the era when as a comic book fan you had to like read it with a flashlight under mm-hmm. your under your covers it was yes you know, everyone yeah. misses being eight yes yeah. yes especially Roy Thomas sorry that you had to grow up yes. <laughs> oh. jeez oh. come on well that's what that's all that Pat Oswald is saying is that you know he misses like the the insular you know kind I don't of like get, hey, the you know isolated I, geek. I, I, I I'm well, not in high school necessarily, but before high school, I was probably as much, if not more, of a geek than Patton Oswalt was. You know, but I don't. You like, were Patton Oswalt's DM. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> to high school changed dungeon things. Master? I was his dungeon master. You should have seen at that same time. At that same party that we were at, you missed the conversations I was having with Steve Seely about Dungeons and Dragons. There would have been no question about who the biggest geek in the room was then. But I don't look back on it like I wish. I love where how comics and all that stuff is. Even the worst comic book movies out there. Are better yeah. than no comic book movies. Yes, I you like I, mean? I like being able to go to Target and buy a really cool Marvel shirt. Yeah, I love the fact mm-hmm. that my kid may never read a comic book, but mm-hmm. his room is decked out in, in Justice League of America stuff right. and Spider Man stuff, and you know every night he goes to bed in, in <laughs> Superman pajamas. And so we go know. to we go to Chipotle tonight. They we were picking up dinner before the show, and I've got a little Spider Man button on my on my coat. Geek, and, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm grabbing these bags of tacos. Tacos and burritos, and the guy ringing me up. He's like, oh man, I like your, uh, I like your button. I was like, oh thanks. You know, I'm actually picking these up for a comic shop. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I uh, those I did, exist. I did my, <laughs> I did my thesis paper on the uh, the, the the paradigm of vigilante and uh, and he was reading Watchmen. No, oh. no he's reading Civil War. He made, oh. he did his thesis on Marvel's Civil War. Wow. And, and the legality and the legality of of uh, street vigilantes you and know, public perceptions. So it's I'm funny. At, I'm at fucking Chipotle, Chipotle talking, talking to this Civil guy War. about the thesis paper right. that he wrote on right. Marvel Civil War. So I'm like, okay, we have arrived. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, we totally have. I mean, the, uh, setting up the, the show the, this week is obviously where the, the the rubber meets the road, and. Uh, we're having a minor clash on because this gallery is a fine art gallery, so mm-hmm. um, and uh, so we're, we're, we're having to uh, uh, you know adjust a lot of the the pricing on the pieces because uh, as a fine art gallery you know is about presentation and presentation for. Comic artist is basically, you know, you a, ta- a, a, a six foot table, and a, right? Right. So, you know, we have to dress this stuff up to, right. to be, uh, yeah. to be in a, a fine art gallery. So, uh, um, and you, you you see the two worlds, the two cultures, and and I got does that on the feel kind of weird though. Well, it it does like, feel kind of weird, you know. And I, and I have to go go to bat for for, for my people. It's a, it's a ten thousand dollar frame on that. I know. You know it's like, <laughs> well, I you know, and of course I'm going to go go to bat for, for for my team, the comic team, and say, look, you know, the, the, these people, you know, this isn't fine art. The, these these artists are they're internationally known. They're they're multi award winning, you know, and we're not. 
you know, we, we, we have an effect. We're, we're, we're everywhere. We're on, we're on T-shirts. I mean, Jill Thompson has, you know, three television shows that they're going to be looping. So it's kind of a weird, weird dichotomy between the fine art world and our world. Well, it, 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 it is. I mean, that's one of the things that makes comics, you know, very it's unique and, mm-hmm. and very interesting is that it is this weird mix of fine and commercial. Right. And and then you throw in the literary aspect, you know. It's 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 just. I mean, it's a, it's a unique medium. It really but from, it is. But from the art standpoint, I mean, you look around at the stuff here, and you can't tell me that there's not an amount of fine art oh. involved in this. But you know what? It was made for a publication. It's commercial. It is. Sure. Commer- it's commercial fine well, art. Well, I mean, go. I think in this, it's interesting because I think we've just. You know, I was reading an article about the art world and sort of the post. Uh, uh, postmodern era mm-hmm. and you know the sort of the the meta era that, yes. that is I guess it's being called now the, yeah. and mm. the self-aware era and it's like isn't it sort of time to I mean haven't we gotten past the idea of like commercial art and fine art well, being different it's it's weird didn't, it's, didn't it, Andy it, Warhol kind of well you know, it, yeah Andy Warhol I mean, to a certain Jeff yeah. Koons you know, the or, doors, you know, uh, that. Murakami Jeff Koons Andy Warhol uh, we, we were talking about something earlier about the 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 crew that's at the MCA, uh, mm-hmm. it, they're all artists out of the Art Institute, which which is completely, it, it blows me away because uh, coming along as a professional artist, uh, working in, in storyboards and then in comics in the Chicago area, it was pretty much a given that everybody else that I met uh, went to school and came out of the American Academy of Art, yeah. which, which is right. downtown because it's a school for, for commercial art, for, for practical illustration. A lot of comic artists. Yeah, a lot of comic art. I went to the Art Institute, which is a, a, school, uh, of, it's a school of theory. It's right. a school of, you know... You, 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 it's a fine you, art school. It's a fine art school. Yeah. So, it's an international school of mystery. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I always felt... <laughs> I always felt uh, as an outsider when, when I'm, you know, with these guys because they're all... They have a different thought of like you know what art is, even though. Yeah. Anyway, and some of the and some of the folks that went to uh, the American Academy. I mean, we're talking Alex Ross, right? What Jeff Darrow? Darrow uh, there? Uh, Gianni's the Gianni's. Gianni's. There, yeah. Uh, well, the, yeah, Darrow went there yeah. too. Okay. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a yeah. pretty impressive list. It, of, it really is. Yeah. But again, two different schools of thought. So I was thinking, you know, Hope Larson was also. Uh, she's out of the Art Institute. Mm-hmm. She lives somewhere else now, but she's a uh, local artist. So it, it's, it just shows the, the, the sort of the cultural turning of, of, of the universe, universe where you're seeing comics uh, being produced by artists coming out of the Art Institute. Uh, and I don't know if that uh, uh, tells us that the Art Institute is... Adjusting their curriculum, to, towards curriculum that, or towards the students that, or, themselves, or, right? Or, yeah. I, I think it's more. I think it's more the students that are going in there. I um, I had an intern. Well, I think this. I think. Well, I think it might be both. I think. I think it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I had an intern uh, that uh, uh, that worked with me at Sanford. That was uh, an art institute. Uh, student and and she's been she's been out of the art institute for about six seven years now and I asked her um, whenever we were talking with Lily Carey I said, and and I think that she knew Lily whenever they were going to school there and I was like you know was there kind of a um, this growing 
growing feeling of, of uh, comic book artist as you know being part of the curriculum. I said it was kind of starting to happen, but it really was students. You know, that it's one of those schools that you go there and you kind of build your own curriculum, right. kind of universities. Mm. And so I think there are more people that are going in with an interest in in you know comic books and cartoony, I agree. but more from the original graphic novel standpoint and the indie original graphic novel mm-hmm. as opposed to, I'm going to go to the Art Institute and get a job at Marvel. Right. I think that's still right. much more like the, the Hubert school. Yeah, well, yeah and, then, so. and then you have, I mean, and then you have, you know, uh, artists that have no education that come up and, you know, it's like... Scott. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think James Jean. I, I think... Uh, James Jean is actually out of, uh, 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 what's the school in New York? Uh, Mocha? No, 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 no. That's got that's music. No, no. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, James Dean uh, is out of the school, school in New York. Yeah, I mean, or maybe I'm thinking of uh, who's the other cover artist that does a lot of JG Jones. No, maybe uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, but speaking of James Dean, I mean, now there's an artist that went from comics covers to now is like oh, he's, he's, fine he's, art is exactly. like insane. Yeah, and, you he know, was like, I, I read, thank you, comic. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to go make some I real read, I, just, now. I just read a, a really <laughs> it, it, it's sort of not funny, but an interesting article in Juxtapose magazine, which is like a uh-huh. uh, it's a art magazine. It's yeah. uh, like uh, street art, a lot of street art stuff and urban yeah, art. Yeah, like lowbrow culture. Mm-hmm. Actually, it started at lowbrow, but but I think now it's become yeah. yeah, same sort of thing where yeah. it's changed, but. And they had a big thing in there on James Jean, and and the way they talked about him, you know, sort of like his <laughs> process, and you know, he has like I guess this big warehouse where it's just him and another artist, and there's like nothing in it but a car and like his paint and, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, are you are you fucking kidding me? He's got a bu- business a card, and it's only his name. Yeah, it's, it doesn't even have his name on it. It's just a, like, it's just a blank yeah, sheet of paper. Blank sheet of paper. You know, and I'm just like, fucking artists, man. They get a little bit of fame, and all of a sudden they got to turn into weird, I'm, a, I'm fucking artsy. I'm, hey, you know, it's like, hey, listen, that's, on, that's, that's the first thing I got at the Art Institute when I, I, I rolled there was a piece of psychic paper. Psychic <laughs> paper. It's like, do not lose this. It will be whatever you want it to be. This, this whole conversation, I, was, uh, uh, I happened to watch this show last night. It was the first time I ever seen it. It was called Oddities, mm-hmm. and it was about this little... Um, antique store in New York that they do, like now they do the, like a little reality show on the show, and the shop and it's like um, it's called Obscura and it's like obscure and weird mm-hmm. odd antiques, like, you know human bones and just all, you know weird, cool. that kind of stuff. Cool. But, you know I'm like, so it's well, like I'm, Friday the 13th, the TV show. No, but the thing was, <laughs> it was like, I'm watching it and it was like you know, this, this husband and wife who own the place and then this one other guy that works there and it just, sort of the the people that work there, the people that shop there, is just like, like trying to be weird, right? You know oh, what sure. I mean? Right. Like that—that that sort of like, oh, I'm gonna buy a thousand, I'm gonna spend thousand dollars on a skull mm. and put it in my tattoo shop because it'll make me right. Weird. It'll, 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 and it's like you're not weird anymore. That stuff yeah. is so commonplace. It really is. Yeah. You know, it's not weird anymore. And when you pretend that it is, it's just so you know. And then you piss off Pat Oswalt. And then you piss off Pat Oswalt, and and I guess me. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. you know, I, uh, Sal used to get his own fucking skulls back in yeah. the day. I dug him up. <laughs> I want a skull. I'll take yours. <laughs> Uh, 
before the holiday, um, when I was working, I got into the habit of audiobooks. So I've been listening to a lot of Lovecraft, uh, mm-hmm. which is like really great to, 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 to rediscover. And because uh, I haven't read it, any since. good uh, uh, voiceover? Who's doing? Who's doing the? Um, well, they're, they're they're all they're Alan all Moore. British. Right. Yeah, Alan Moore. That actually would be good. Some Cthulhu. That, that, yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, and they're all British, you know. Right, and, right. And uh, um, Alan Cummings, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and, and you know, the, the stuff is written in in, in the twenties and thirties, and in. There's, there's a story of the guys who rob graves in order to decorate their parlor, and, and, and so yeah, this stuff is like almost a hundred years old. Yeah, it, yeah, you're, exactly. You're not, yeah. You're not, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, you right. know, and, and they and weren't the going stuff, to yeah. eBay though. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hot top shopping on hot top. Hot topic, God. <laughs> it's just an extension of that, though. You know, oh, it's like sure, the God, sure. you know, it's like hey, it's not. You know, I, I mean, nothing's new. Nothing. You're not. You didn't originate being weird, and you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you, I just I. I so that's me, the guy that bought the Marvel shirt at Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. It was awesome. No, there's nothing wrong with it, but just, just like, embrace that. Like, yeah. who yeah. gives a shit where, you know, like, just be yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't right. have to put on anything. You don't have to. Right. You know, just, I mean, you know, like, uh, going back to, um, uh, you know, this is like the, the character of artist, you know, how... how I don't know the, the, the artist who who show who wear it on their sleeves, and then there's the artist who who just like keep it inside. You know, it's right. like you can look at people who, you know, or I don't know, they have tats, they have uh, you know, bleached out hair, whatever. They, yeah, they yeah. wear, they feel like they have to wear their their creativity. Uh, on, uh, yeah. yeah, to to express themselves. And then there are people who feel like they they don't necessarily have to do that. Jeffrey so, Brown. Just, we Jeffrey talk Brown, about yeah. Jeff, Jeffrey Brown. He's probably. Quite the epitome of indie darling, mm-hmm. you know. It's like he is like Mister. Don't Indi- uh, not if uh, you're. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's her name from? Uh, <laughs> I was listening to the show you were on. Uh, oh, comics. Uh, uh, oh, slumber, slumber party. party. Slumber yes. party. I can't think of her name. Not Molly. Uh, Molly, uh, Wendy? Avi, or Wendy. Wendy. Okay. Wendy. Wendy. Thank you. She'll kill me for not knowing remember her name. Oh, the guy who shoots now! But she, <laughs> she was not afraid. They shoot people down. They totally she, oh, shoot people God, down. Damn. Oh, God, they're brutal. I was afraid to open my mouth. I mean, God, you bitches! <laughs> <laughs> but what I was saying about, anyway. what I was saying about Jeffrey was, uh, I mean, the, the, guy, the guy could be that, that prototypical, Paul like, like, hipster, right. douchebag, I'm an indie comic. And Jeffrey is, like, one of the nicest, most unassuming... Guy, in, unless you start talking shit about the Red Wings, and, then, and, I, and I will the next time I see him, January twenty second. I, think I will we're be together. talking shit about how his Red yeah. Wings got bumped out of the playoffs, and my Blackhawks won a Stanley Cup. I think so. he'll be talking because I think the yeah. last thing he said about it was, "Oh well, I guess you know you got to really play in the playoffs." <laughs> and and uh, and yeah, we I think, did. And I, think I, think, did. I think we did. I think we did. The last that. thing he said was, "You can borrow it for a year." Yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. So. But yeah. no, Je- Je- Jeffrey is is exactly what you say. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's all on the inside with him. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't have an air of you know, about him. Right. And, and no, you know, like you would maybe maybe unfortunately suspect from you know from sometimes. You know, and is. Either way, I mean, either way is, is cool. Is is this much more more work? I always figured it was much more work to wear to express yourself externally, uh, you know, because you you have to, you know, just constantly work at it. Constantly <laughs> work at it. You know, well, I mean, like, you know, it, you know the, I mean, God, the, I can't get two sides of a business card printed. I mean. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, ultimately, don't want you to, don't, don't you want to express yourself on the page? Absolutely, yeah. that's what counts for me. That's that's you know that's that's totally uh, where where I've, I've always um, wanted to, to to count more on the page and less outwardly. I mean, outwardly, I I've had so many different phases in my life, you know, sure. I, in, 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 you know, periods where I really tried to conform to certain things. Actually, the first time I really tried to conform something, I almost ended up destroying it. And that's when I realized that I, I even though I kind of have this, this image of myself, I know deep down I, I am uh, just a solid, wow, a debaser, <laughs> an anarchist, you know, it's just like, it's like this show, you know, it's like, what business do I have calling a show other than the fact that I was able to call a show, you know? And it's the same, it's the same thing that got me. And this, this is what I'm kind of reliving now. This exhibit is sort of like uh, I had this, this problem. And, and I, I used to be in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of had the same knack for uh, realizing that I had a certain resources at my fingertips that I could just like, you know, sign. Oh, this is getting ready to go in a, this is getting ready to go in a dark don't, fucking place. Don't, isn't it? Uh, I had, I is had, the statute of limitations up for whatever you're yeah, about to yeah, say? Absolutely, absolutely it is. But you know, uh, what's funny is this is why they, Tony they, with his press the red fucking button story, isn't it? Uh, but they, you know, in, in, I, I realized, you know, it's just like, I, there, there are resources here. There are, there are personnel here. You know, it, Jesus, it's like, what were you thinking? Well, uh, you're you going to invade? Like, we can take a small island. island. I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid they looked at what I was doing and, and, and kind of thought, this is where this guy is going with this. He's going to go off the map. He's going to go off the reservation. All I tried to do was start the largest ski club on the East Coast. That's all I tried to do. <laughs> That's all I tried to do. That, actually, that was the last thing I tried to do before they asked me to leave. So... Um, Ski club? Yes. What the hell's that got to do with the Air Force? Because it's, it was that's about... That's what they're fucking asking. <laughs> exactly. That's, 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 like, that's exactly it. What does this... I'm surprised know. they didn't send you to Alaska. <laughs> oh, Lord. You like the snow, motherfucker? Oh, Here you go. Seriously. Oh, Bearing God. straight for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I lucked out there. But yeah, that was, that was, that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. So, um, yeah, I am... Um, um, what is it? J.G. Uh, Ballard, the, the sci-fi writer, said, "If you if you want to do something really well, you kind of have to ha- you have to have a, a degree of contempt for it in order to, to hmm. break it down and and, re- and put it back together again in in a manner that uh, you would think is fresh in, in, in your own." So I always uh, there's always that part of the creative process is is destroying something. So now, I mean, do you think he he meant contempt for the, the, the medium or contempt yeah, for cons- what yeah. is happening in it now? Because I think both. Because you, you see know. that so much. You've seen that. I mean, you know, you, you go back to any great writer, great artist, not any, but a lot <laughs> Alan, of Alan, them. Helen Moore. Well, yeah. but, but I mean, there's been many, I mean, there's been many feuds mm-hmm. uh, between writers, between artists, you know, not in comics necessarily, in comics, but you oh, know, just, just in, in any, in any you know, sort of liter- in literature, especially, you've had yeah. so many writers that have battles back and forth, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, and, 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 you know, that is sort of like, don't you think you have to sort of have a belief in yourself that you can do it better right. than what's being done in order to do it? Right, kind you of do, thing? but yeah. also, there's also the trap, you know, you don't want to kid yourself, you know, to thinking, oh, I'm, I'm great, or, you know, I'm, my shit doesn't stink, you, you, you sort of have to know that, you know, you, I'm shitty, but I'm not as shitty as this guy. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. That, but it's like you know, maybe 
Yeah, it's, it's a strange, strange chemistry. Yeah, you were just talking about feuds. I just found out recently that, that my favorite uh, cinematic coupling, which is uh, Toshiro Mifune and, and Kurosawa, you know, those great samurai films. Mifune was... His, was uh, Mifune is the, the, the actor, you know, the one that... Jim, oh, right, right, yeah, okay, okay. The one that Jim Belushi... John Belushi would character, you know, uh, parody in, on, uh, on SNL. Was, did uh, he play in this... He was... Um, the Seventh Samurai? Yes. He, yeah. he was, he's the big it, sort of... Yeah, with a big sword. Yeah, it was like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. If this keeps going on, I'm going to have to leave you guys alone. <laughs> well, I'll go that far because I don't have yeah. the, the, the knowledge that Tony has about oh, films. You love, so those, I'm, you love I'm sort those of, movies, though. Well, I, no, I do, but I don't, I don't have the memory. I don't have... But, but this is I a, knew what he was talking about. The classic, uh, classic pairing in, in, in uh, the, the, the new wave of Japanese cinema. It, it turns out that they were actually feuding. Really? Their last four films, and Mifune walked away from the collaboration. I had no idea. What were the? What were? Do you know what the last Creative. four films? Oh uh, well, Redbeard was the last film that they did. Okay. And then before that was, um, High and Low. Okay, I've which seen is, that. Yeah, and then and then I think the, like the last two samurai films were the. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, so it's like. Well, it is. I think. I mean. Well, I the guy, you know, the guy I seen, mentioned earlier. Werner Herzog. I mean, with oh, yeah. the, the the classic uh, that they even made a documentary of it. You know, uh, my uh, my fiend. It's a uh, um, the the actor in like Fitzcarraldo and a uh, Kinski. Uh, yeah, Cl- yeah, Klaus, Klaus Kinski. Kinski yes. Klaus Kinski. Famous battles between these mm-hmm. guys. Well, Kinski was fucking insane. Of course. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I just I, I think I think in in a lot of endeavors Friction. it's yeah, you know, it's sparks it's, create it's, uh, iron, heat, iron, heat, yeah, iron sharpens iron, iron. iron. I don't know yeah. the line. Yeah, whatever the line is, but yeah. well, I, hey, you know, uh maybe this is a little over the top of like, you know, like uh, uh Hitchcock, you know, wished that he didn't have to have actors talk. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he sort of you know, he wished that he could go back to the silent era yeah. because he just wanted them to stand there and, and look pretty and, and do exactly. what he fucking told yeah. them to do. Yeah. And he, he, he didn't want any thought, you know. He said ad, actors hilarious. are cattle. Yeah, actors yeah, are cattle. That's how he, he told them about it. He hated actors. <laughs> I'm sure Jimmy Stewart appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe Jimmy was an exception. I don't oh, know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he didn't mind how he talked. That's why he used uh, him so much. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that's an important part of the creative process. God knows on this show we've had our mm. we've had our moments. Yeah, we've uh, had our differences. Well, yeah. We usually use it as fodder for the show, though. That's, that's true, and it's thing. made for great shows. <laughs> you know, I, I hope. Is, Hell, I uh, I, I had you know our, our our hosts here. I had a <laughs> I had a fight with with Patrick earlier in the week. Already. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's you know part of it is just me and my personality. That's why we had the very... Chipotle waiting for us. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <I wasn't. laughs> But you know, in, in comics, you look at you know what are some of the great feuds that you know. Obviously, you know, Burn Claremont was kind of famous that that those guys would 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 butt heads. Sure. Oh, sure. Um, well, Roy Lee we... and Steve uh, Steve Ditko isn't that another? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Group? That led yeah. To, that led to Ditko basically yeah. leaving leaving Marvel. Um, I don't know who else. Um, why don't I say Steve Bissett and someone? But I don't know who. Uh, Steve Rude, just about anybody. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Rude and Barrett. Rude, yeah, Rude and Barrett. Yeah, they, you know, it, it's, they were you know, insane still, together. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there are some great, you know, 
great collaboration. I think you can work for a short amount period of time, but at some point, it's like, how can you? You know, it's like hard to. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the I think these guys are, are so passionate about what they're doing, and I think whenever you get like these uber creative and passionate people, they also become um, perfectionist. And yes. I think there's a certain amount of of uh, control freak that mm-hmm. gets into that to you know a perfection you know of your vision, mm-hmm. and whenever you're collaborating with someone, and, and there's there's magic that can happen in great collaborations. Of course. But if you're a perfectionist and you're a control freak, like most of these uber creative people are that can only work for yeah. so long it can only work for so long yeah. i was uh, contacted by this guy who's making the, the the rude documentary do you know about this no but i'll watch it oh god <laughs> oh he's uh he's based in new york I, I can't recall his name right now it's adrian something anyway he's uh some guys that did the morrison documentary probably. i told him they should did, I told that guy that they yeah. should do a Steve Rude and well, Baron, Mike Barron. Oh documentary. God! It's it, there. The, there's are. actually a, a clip available, and he's going around getting interviews. No, it's probably not them because the, I don't think they would have mm. done it that quickly. But yeah, so I no, uh, it's an interesting story. Those guys. I mean, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, Steve, one of the most talented illustrators yes. ever to draw comics. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and, I agree. And the stuff they did together was amazing, uh, but. Their story is something else. I mean, it it's just got ups and You're downs and twists and turns. Fan. I'm a huge Steve Rude. I, I, remember, I remember on, on eleven o'clock we were talking about illustrators and Rude came up and I said, "Oh, you know, he's no Wally Wood." And I went back into the office the next day and you're like, oh, "We need to talk." <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think Rude is is. Uh, I, I mean, I would call him a master of the form, in yeah. my opinion. I think he, mm-hmm. I mean, I, the guy can draw anything he wants mm-hmm. and, 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 and is amazing. And, and, but, yeah, I mean, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm well, no expert. So. He's, he's consummate. He's, he's, I mean, he's, again, I wish he had pers- better business sense. Perfectionist, yeah. You, you get the sense from the clip of this documentary that there, it, it's, 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 especially for, for a creator, it's, there's that, that pain is there, you know, mm. that, that, that you know, God, I, I've got all this. Why, I, why can't I make this over here gel? And it might be difficult to watch. And, and I'm, I'm debating on on being interviewed for it because, um, you know, we have very little in in common. I mean, I, I, I we've worked for the same company. We have the same art director. I filled right. in on Nexus for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I doubt if he even knows who I am, but I do remember uh, when I first started working for, for First Publishing, who was, who was publishing... Um, here in Chicago. Uh, yeah, here in Chicago. Badger and Badger Nexus. Badger and Nexus. Yeah. And walking into the LaSalle Street offices and just people from production coming out to the hallway and gathering around this, this flat file where Alex Wald, who's the art director there, uh, who's in the show, uh, was unwrapping this, this package. And you open this package, and it's the smell of linseed oil just wafting up out of this. And it, he set it up to dry because it was a cover for Nexus that Rude had just painted. Wow. painted and mailed down from Wisconsin where he lived. And the thing is just glistening, but it, and it was beautiful. I mean, and that was the first Steve Rude piece I ever saw. You know, his, pretty, paint, his paintings are amazing. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, no, and, and, and it is, I mean, just recently, you know, he's gone through you know financial troubles mm-hmm. and, and almost lost his house. Saved the house. And yeah. Was able to save it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, he's one of those guys that is just like incredibly talented, and and for whatever reason, you know, just can't 
get out of his own way, you know, you know to what? really be as successful as he should be. I was just giving that advice to someone because that 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 is it's my own, my own problem is getting you got to get the fuck out of your own way sometimes because um, you are you are your biggest challenge, mm-hmm. your own biggest challenge, your own biggest hurdle. So, and some guys can do it really really well. Are fortunate to um, have, have the, the, the work discipline, uh, the, the financial gain, and the support to. To make that happen, um, and, well, uh, well, I think Steve left left comics for a while, mm-hmm. and when he came back, I think he thought that comics or the comics industry was the same as it was no. before he left, and it changed a lot in the time that yeah. he was away. And yeah, it's you know we can go on and on mm-hmm. about it, but you know he's he's an amazing talent, and, and and I and I hope that that people you know go and buy the Nexus archives seriously, you know. Which it's is, worth it. God, right. I want that stuff to come out and trade. <laughs> at some point. I, I think he, they're doing the soft covers now. God, I hope I think so. They're doing I hope soft so. covers now, but you, I, I, th- I think you have to buy them from him. I don't know. I mean, it's hmm. a weird, you know. Fine, you know, fine. You know, I, I don't know, but yeah, he, he's definitely one of those guys. That I, and you know, it, it's 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 really unfortunate uh, that he's had the struggles that he had because, as far as talent, I don't, you know. I mean, the guy yeah. can do anything he wants. Yeah, he you know, he's like yeah. one of those guys, but. There's a lot of people that worked on Nexus. I saw like um, Garcia Lopez pages from Nexus, yeah. which kind of shocked me a little bit. I didn't know that he worked, but you you had worked on it for a while. Yeah, I, I sat in on like two or three issues. Uh, God, I I was doing one of my favorite things I like to do in private, which is googling myself. <laughs> you were Google baiting, <laughs> and because uh, I, I was looking for a piece of art and. The Nexus stuff popped up uh, some, on some database. I'm like, you know, it's interior pages. And then I follow, follow an, uh, another link, and I was, I'm still shocked by this. I did the covers for the issues. It's like, and I, I never do my own covers. It's very, very rare. Um, but I, I always consider it, you know, like, you know, wow, I, I got to do Nexus. You know, that's, 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 that's pretty cool. That's the, that'll always be like a, a high point. So I, I was, I'm always amazed to see fact that first let me do covers you know it's like wow okay i i can i can do covers yeah um i can draw i can, I draw. can draw <laughs> sure why is it chicago and how come there hasn't a publisher can't survive here because they tried you know what? a few of them man let there's me been, tell you there's been a bunch of them there's a ton of talent here there's a ton of talent first, here first um well, was Kamiko uh, first Kamiko now, now. Um, yeah. uh, and then most more recently is Devil's Do, yeah. and it just can't seem it, to. God knows there's enough. There's enough talent, talent here. here. I yeah. think it's I, I think it's the the internal decisions of 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 publishers. I think it's how they run run their business. I think, um, in in truth, uh, the the going back to the gallery show, people have asked you know why are you doing this? I'm like oh. You know, uh, I was I was asked, and it was a challenge, and you know, and so over the course of four months, I had to sort of think of an ulterior motive of why am I doing this show? Someone's going to ask me, and I and just you know being selfless or or, or feeling like I'm doing it for the creators in the city, you know that that, that seems too altruistic. So I think what it comes down to, I did it because I wanted to uh, get threadless. On board as as a sponsor. Oh, the t-shirt company. Yeah, sure. the t-shirt company because uh, I think <clears throat> in the back of my mind, and I'm still going to try to play this card if, if if you guys are listening. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think Threadless should, you know, invest in in uh, small publishing publishing house yeah, here, in here, Chicago. here in Chicago. They're, they're Chicago based, right? Yeah, they're Chicago yeah. based. Yeah, and um, uh, it, it and it has to be done right. I think it's 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 not. A, uh, and it's going back to a contempt of something that you, you, you love. You have to like look at it, take it apart, and put it back together again. <clears throat> and I, I, I think it should be, you know, a, uh, they publish something that should be sort of like a small press sort of thing where they, they do a, a, acquire a single volume of, of something that's, that's, that'll sit and sell on a shelf constantly. Mm. constantly. Use that as a Evergreen, as a base. evergreen product. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, well, let's just put a Kickstarter campaign together. Chris and I will start a publishing company, and we'll just raise, like, what do you think, $5 million on Kickstarter? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Tony Harris is asking for, what, sixty grand or whatever it is, you know, $5 million. Sure. I don't know. What, what, it wouldn't even take that much, honestly, to do one volume of something. That's, you know, and you sell that enough to... Yeah, because, you know, you hear the story about how Marvel lost the, the, the Conan license, Conan yeah, the Barbarian, and it's like... They had all they had to do was like keep shit in print and pay yep. and pay the estate a buck a year, you know, and and they fell off the they, they fell off they the way to do that. Yeah. And then now Dark Horse is running that? with it. How do you good do for that? them? Yeah, because I tell you what, the Dark Horse stuff that has been coming out is fucking nice. Awesome, it's really nice. Thundercats. Who owns Thundercats? Can we get that? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> who owns Thunder. It's I thought I heard somebody was actually doing Thundercats, but uh, they should. Yeah, yeah but, uh, probably. I would say like IDW. It sounds like you know yeah. some IDW would was, or Boom. I know a lot of people have problems with IDW art. They like the properties, but they're having problems with with on some right. of the, on some of the titles. But yeah. some but some of the titles. Hey man, Lock and Key with Gabriel Rodriguez. Oh, I think is about the most beautiful book that. on the stands. I love man. that. It's beautiful. It is. It's uh, seriously he's awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. I got I, 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 the guy's just he's so. Rich, I, I do. It's Robert Atkins is still doing really nice stuff uh, with GI Joe and uh, uh, Antonio Fusa. Uh, it's done like the the Cobra, uh, the GI Joe Cobra stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like his stuff mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, what are some of the other IDW titles out there? I don't know. Uh, is is um, American Vampire IDW? No, that's Vertigo. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I'm sorry. Is it Vertigo? Oh, yeah, it is. It's Vertigo, yeah. Oh, so I tell you, at uh, New York Comic Con, you go to the DC booth, and the Vertigo area was a huge American van. I mean, Vertigo, that's their, I think that's their, their flagship Fucking title. Fucking vampires. I think it's their flagship title at Vertigo right now. Really? Yeah. Crazy. I, wow. I, I, I think I think that fa- sorry. I think that Fables is slow, <laughs> has slowed down a little bit. It's um, ending. He doesn't care anymore. He's got his splash pages to sell. You know? It's like you know, Dark Horse is all over me. They want you to, yeah, to they're like and, all over me. What are you doing there? There's some Conan. There's some Conan. Do you have anything lined up, or are you they, just kind of? They, 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 they I, I will tell you. You read the news, and they, they are like, they, they want me on a particular title, and I can't talk about it. Ooh. But it would be so fun. Everybody, boy, huh? What? <laughs> yeah, they're the getting the ready, Mike. They're kicking Mike off anymore. He hasn't drawn in years. <laughs> he draws the covers. That's all he draws. He doesn't draw the damn book anymore. It's uh, Richard yeah. Corbin and and uh, oh, for Grado. Yeah. For Gr- Duncan's awesome. God, yeah. Duncan for Grado. So, awesome. yeah. God, his art's expensive. So I'm, I'm on the. Oh, guy, so and, they and want they want you on something. Yeah, and, they want me and, and major over there. And everybody, I've you don't want to do it. I want to do it. I'm just. So what's the problem? We can't make this connection. Right offer the right. Yeah. So the I'm talking to. Man. The Buffy. 
Le Buffy. So I'm, ta- I'm talking to my Le editor, Buffy. and I'm like, you know, come on, come, you know, give me some, because because Dark Horse is like on me for so for with something. Vertigo with with Jack uh, ending, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're you're not like signed exclusive to Vertigo no, or anything, no, right? They, so you're a free agent. You can I'm go a free and do agent. whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like the devil you know. Right, right. You know, sure, so. sure. No Marvel devil. interest for you? Would there be anything? Oh, yeah. yeah I love Marvel books. Actually, yeah. I, I like Marvel books. I uh, remember you saying that before. Yeah, you yeah. I, 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 the DC, DC books, uh, the culture there is different, obviously. It's like they're more capes and Marvel's less capes. But it's also the, the, the way the books are put together. The DC books just seem so dense to me. You know, I, I, I open a book up and it's just like a wall of noise. And it's, I'm sure, you know, it... Fans love it. I'm, I would like to see something else. I, mm-hmm. I, I like a little more air sure. in, in, in my book. I agree so with I, was you. Like, I, I mean, especially the last year or so, I mean, a lot of the titles have been, you know, like the Green Lantern stuff is mm-hmm. just so packed full of art. Mm-hmm. And, and it's yeah. like, and the colors, and it's just like, I, it, honestly, I get to the point where it's just like, I, I look at something, and I'm like, I don't want to read that. I don't want to. I don't want to have to force my eyes to try and figure out what the hell is going on. In he this doesn't mean book. that, Molly you know, Jane. I, I, saw, I, I do. I'm the, he doesn't mean it, Molly Jane. I'm, <laughs> I, I saw. I saw the greatest. I'm sorry, greatest, Doug Mankey. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and I love Doug and Christian on that and, book. And yeah. Ivan Rice. I mean, it's like you know. But I, not, well, hey, man. You know, the writer says there's going to be 12 characters on hmm. this page. There's going to be 12 characters on that page. Yeah. But. Uh, um, Phil Hester had an awesome tweet today. He said, uh, really? if, "If yeah, Phil Hester had an awesome tweet. That's an awesome very tweet. rare. Oh, that he has Phil's an awesome. awesome tweet. Phil's awesome. Uh, oh, I so, didn't say he wasn't awesome, but his tweets are his tweets are great. I love, I love I love following Phil. Sad Kansas City Chiefs fan. He's just going to oh, be so disappointed enough. when they get steamrolled <laughs> by the Ravens this weekend. Uh, Ray Lewis may hurt someone. Bad. I love the way you guys, you know." Hold someone up, but then find flaw in their choice of sports <laughs> team. Oh, I know. It's like, oh, we, it's, like it's like we all have I, Jewish I owe mothers. Man. Andy, plenty. Oh no, Phil, Phil, not Andy. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah Phil. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm but sorry. The, Phil, like, I'm and, and, and and you're you're an artist, so let me know if you agree with this. Said so if you uh, uh, if you want to see if you are uh, Phil is be, be, awesome. being being a good <laughs> if you want if you. If you want to see how well your storytelling is, uh, take a, uh, a finished page and shrink it down to um, to two by three, Thumbnail. and see and see if you can follow the action. Oh, sweet! Which I thought was, and I kind yeah, of try that. You know, I'm, I'm an art director, so I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, so I can visualize it. I'm like, okay, yeah. If you shrink something down that that small, and if you can still follow the action, I guess that's a pretty Just squint at it. Pretty good, pretty good Actually, indicator. That. Belies my brilliance because I start at two by three. I do thumbnails at thumbnail. Yeah, so, yeah. Does, so yeah. does he. So does Phil. All right, Phil so does, he's a big thumbnail guy. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm huge into thumbnails. People are like, why do you why do you do that for for editorial? I mean, you're the artist. You you say, well, first off, it just helps me with the process. I've always done it. I'm very methodical. So the, yeah, that's 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 brilliant. Two by three. He's a great storyteller. Yeah. I can't wait for his Godzilla. He and uh, Eric Whoa, Powell, who does no. the the goon. Yeah, uh, Powell is writing, and Phil is drawing uh, Godzilla, which is going to be awesome. I can't wait. So, what would you do at Vertigo if if they offered? Like, what would you would be something you'd want to do at Vertigo? What about you just find a writer and just come up with something? You know. Yeah, I do that too. I don't. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, finding a writer. Actually, shit. What? That's right. Somebody approached me. Oh God, I got to talk to Robert Rohde. <laughs> 
Wow. I forgot. I somebody approached sort of... me about something. Oh, there you go. Robert, get back to me. Uh, um, he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> you have way too much respect for our little podcast, Tony. <laughs> um, so, okay, there's there's something right there. That there's somebody happen. contacted you yes. and wants to work, yeah. do something together, maybe yeah. do something for Vertigo exactly. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Is that you know? work, does that work differently? Uh, I mean, would that work differently than say you came onto Jack of Fables? That was an established thing, you know, uh, with with, uh, well, with fables, a character fables. Yeah, yeah, with fables, the Jack of Fables was a, a new, you know, as a spin-off. Jack, Jack, spin-off. Jack was but an you existing character, but you yeah. didn't create no. the character. No. no. So, like, if you and a writer came up with something original and went to Vertigo. Would your deal be different because of that? Yeah, at post um, post Diane Nelson after the restructuring, the the, the, mm-hmm. the deals are completely different now. Oh, yeah. completely or, uh-huh. worse. They're worse. They're worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the creator deals are not as favorable. Um, That's not and, smart. Yeah, I know, but it's just the, the, the sign of the times. You know, you you you. My understanding from someone who's very very much a, a, on the outside of things. As far as you know, policy and you, you weren't know. talking to John San- John Suntress again, were you? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> you know, it's 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 all about the bottom line, which you know, comics forever has always been about the bottom line. But it's the, a profit business. Yeah. It's a profit business. But now, you know, the operative word uh, is, is transmedia. So, right, right. So now, God, so I know. <laughs> so now it means okay, the comic has to be. How do we get um, a movie deal out of it? A movie deal. Yeah. Actually, I, I was talking to someone I'm not going to name, but is 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 you know he's a he's a heavy hitter, uh, a, a writer, and um, he was telling me that uh, uh, after the the writers' conference in in first week of September last year, mm-hmm. where they were kind of like hashing stuff out the, the writers' conference at at DC, uh, the, the the cultural shift there, the editorial shift. In, in policy, post Diane Nelson, the restructuring, there is a uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't read your mind, man. I don't have that. The, the guy in the water, the fish guy, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman, yes. Yeah. So it was an Aquaman story. The fish guy. The fish guy. Well, you know, <laughs> I can understand. The fish. Um, it was an Aquaman story that would have never, never gotten greenlit as a comic, but. It got pushed through because it's going to make a great movie. God, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, but that, is that a is that, is that a, a good thing? I don't know. Is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing? What does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, uh, is geez, the world ready for an Aquaman? Well, movie? no. I mean, here's the thing. Like, we always you said you know the word transmedia, and mm-hmm. we all went, oh, you know what I mean? That's the the instant reaction mm-hmm. to to that concept of like. We can't just tell stories anymore because it has to be something that has to cross over to different mediums. Right. Because we're trying, realistically, we're trying to keep this business alive. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure. saying we as people that are actually the industry. In, yeah, the industry. Yeah. And, and we roll our eyes at, at it and we immediately think that it's a harmful thing to the industry. I'm not saying it isn't. Well, it is, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think I don't think it's a harmful thing to the industry, but I buy comics to read comics. I don't buy comics because I hope that it will eventually make a good movie. Right. No, but what what difference right. as a comic book reader, what difference mm-hmm. does it make to you if you don't know? Hmm. None. Okay. But so, the pro- but the problem is you, pro- read, you wait, wait, read enough of them. No, 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 no. You no. read enough. How many comics okay. do you think you've probably read 
that have been under the same sort of guise, the same proclamation, that you don't even know a were, lot. Yeah, a you, lot. I, I, that's more, what I'm saying. A lot. You and think more maybe you, you, yeah. you, we sit there as comic book fans mm-hmm. and sit there and go, "Oh, geez, this is going to make them make. They're just going to make worse stories out of it because right. they don't give a shit about hey, the comic I, book I, stories. I, I, they're re- just making movies. They just want to make movies. That's all they care about. I really like. American but hey, the guy, that's, the guy that's really like that. The book. guy that's writing. The guy that's writing the comic is still mm-hmm. gives a shit about the story he's telling. Of course, the guy who's writing that Aquaman story, he still gives a shit. That writer still cares, right, about his story. Right. He just didn't know that it was you know prior to the the the, the culture that's presently at DC. He didn't know that if it wasn't for the present culture, that story would have been axed a year ago. But now, right, because okay. of the present culture, it's to him it's a good thing. I don't right. know. I mean, I'm not trying to defend it necessarily. I'm just giving right. a it's devil's just, advocate. It is what a little it is. Bit. Yeah, it is what yeah. it is, unfortunately. And, 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 or fortunately, or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, well, we're talking about you know American Vampire. Vertigo is all behind American Vampire right. uh, from, from you know their con presence and the advertising mm-hmm. and all that. I fell and, off after four issues. You, I'm, well, okay, it's... It may that may be because it's being written to be turned into an HBO series. I don't know, yeah. but you know that that has to be part of what they're thinking with that. You know, it's it's so because you're right. Everything is transmedia. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, yeah. How does it affect the story that's being I don't written on the page? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it 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 could be. I mean, because you know, if it I, could, if I uh, it, it could be because if I, if I'm writing. I mean, we always imagine like editors sitting there going, "No, we have to change this. We have to interject, you know, Scrappy Doo into the Scooby Doo because you know we want right. kids to like it. You know, right. th- that, that's what we're met. And, and certainly, that's kind of where we are. You know, sort of like where where, where cartoons prior to cartoons in in the 1940s, I guess. You know, Bugs Bunny, things like that. You sat down as adults and you could get the jokes. You know, the, right. the blue jokes, uh, the the things that. You know the, the adults put the in, thirty-five yeah. to forty-year-old guys who were making right. the Bugs Bunny movies and drinking we're putting, beer were putting in, but and they then, edited all those out now. Yeah, I know. Off. But then you get yeah. to uh, the the Hanna Barbera age where you know he's like, oh, cartoons are kids now, so you right. have to have Bugs Bunny have a little nephew who's cute and gets into trouble. The Animaniacs, and right? And the, yeah, the the right. The, I, I, mean, I think I, it, no, I think Animaniacs was bringing that back because that shit is yeah, funny. Yeah, Animaniacs kind of isn't funny. Around. Well, yeah, okay. You're it right, wasn't you're right. this this yeah, commodification, and I wanted to touch on on that point too about artists. Just like what was uh, the little green guy in the front front Flintstone? Kazoo. Yeah, Kazoo. Kazoo. Right? <laughs> Kazoo. But you know what? When I was a kid, I loved Kazoo. Kazoo was, I know. You know what I mean? Kazoo Kazoo was was like, as, yeah, you know. I wanted like, to see more of Anne Marg Rock. What was that? I was watching something. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some some Fuck show. Kazoo. Where's Anne Margaret? <laughs> I knew it was Anne Margaret, even though I it was a cartoon. See, I wanted right. to see Kazoo in that's Anne Margaret. How, that's how hot Anne Margaret was. Is even as a cartoon, even as a hot. Flintstone, yeah, even as Flintstone, yeah. she was still hot. Seriously, no, I, was wa- I was watching. Some, I don't know what it was. Some show. I was watching a sitcom or something, and and somebody brings up the fr- uh, the phrase "it jumped the shark," and and <laughs> you know, and somebody and the guy goes, "You know what?" That phrase is based on a show where a guy actually jumped a shark, shark, and it was awesome. 
And it was. And you it know? was. Oh, my God. It's like everybody, you, you know, it's like yeah. that's become the common phrase of, right. you know, when a, when a show goes bad. Goes or when, bad. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. jumped the shark. But you know what? Oh. When I was watching Happy Days and Fonzie jumped that shark on those skis, right. it was awesome. Well, that, right. that's, that's, well, it was awesome. And it was all downhill after that. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, uh, Arrested just, Development, you know, you, you see yeah, yeah. Henry Winkler do that again on Arrested Development. Did he really? Yeah. It was like in the. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, in like the, the last season or? where it was like it was the Burger King episode where they yeah. were endorsing Burger King left and right. And oh, that is a good burger. Yeah. Uh, and they're at the dock because they wanted, they, they caught the, the shark that bit the, the flipper off. The, yeah. And the shark's there on the dock. And Henry Winkler says, Oh, I'm hungry. I got to go to Burger King to get breakfast. And it's a wide shot. And he hops over the shark and goes and walks up camera. It's like. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I understand that. The immediate response to something that, like sure. that is that it's a bad thing for, right. for comics, but I don't know. I just think uh, on some level it's still going to be I, a writer I, and an artist yeah. creating a comic book. Right. I, think, which... I think sometimes it just either is or it isn't, and sometimes I think that you can try and make something into something. You know, it's like whenever Robert Kirkman and Tony Moore sat down to do Walking Dead, were they thinking we need to make? This a very transmedia comic. Probably. What? I don't you know, think I, so? I bet, I bet you, that, I, you know what? I bet at some point in Robert Kirkman's head, he was thinking, you know what? I don't know that he wrote the story specifically to be made into a television show, but I bet at some somewhere in his brain, he as a writer, he was sitting there thinking, you know, I'd like this to be, I'd like this to be a TV show. Sure, I'd like yeah. this to be. You know, well, yeah. just, because just, it, that's who we are. I yeah. mean, we grew up watching Twilight Zone, Absolutely. serials, and so so. I, I, it's, I think well, it's just, just as, as a creative story. person, I mean, mm-hmm. part of being a creative, part of making art, I, I, I would imagine, is you want people to see it yes. and like it, right? And you Absolutely. want the most amount of people to see it, and the most amount of people to like it. Mm-hmm. So. When you're creating, you know, I don't, I don't think, Tony, I don't think Tony and, and Robert sat down and said, "Well, how do we make this so that it, you know, makes a movie?" Right. But I don't know the last time that I read, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know the last time I read a comic book and went, "Gee, that just wasn't very good because they were trying to make a television show out of it." I mean, there's, there's been ones that are like that, but yeah. they are pretty blatant about it. They, right. you know, yeah. cowboys and aliens. Yeah. They were up front. Hey, yeah. we're trying to make movies. Oh, who is that? This who's is a pitch the, for a movie. This who's is, the you know company I mean? now that is like really uh, radical? Radical. Thank you. Really yeah. tied into you know this like this company exists because we are we are uh, clearing you know we we are pre this is pre production. We're making comics as movie yeah. pitches. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing: it doesn't matter what you're writing it for. A good story is a good story. A good story it doesn't matter if it's for film. It's for if it's if it's yeah. you know I'm writing the story and I'm thinking about it being a TV show. I'm thinking about it being a movie. I'm thinking about being a comic book, a mm-hmm. novel, whatever. It still comes down to whether it's a good story or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. And, and at some point, the writer is either going to make a good story, yeah. or the writer and artist, well, I mean, in a comic know, book com- sense, is going to com- make a good story or not make a good story. That's a all. Mo- a monthly comic book, by its nature, should. Make a good TV show. It's yeah. episodic storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I know? think. Hey, and I read a lot of shitty comic books that were made specifically to be comic books. Oh, oh yeah. You know yeah. what oh, I mean? Oh, so yeah. it's not yeah. like yeah, just because yeah. it's the purity of I'm just making this because I love comics. You're right. Doesn't absolutely. mean you can't make a Ab- shitty comic out Ab- of that. Because there's know, plenty of those. Out yeah. There. And I think yeah. it may, I, I think possibly because we're talking about comics uh, with with DC with Time Warner on a, on a corporate level right. on, a, on such a huge level. That 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 idea that you know these books have to turn a profit. These books, in order to turn a profit to be viable in today's market, have to uh, tie themselves to an end result, which is uh, a profit. Toys and T-shirts. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. So, 
I think. And there are certainly companies, smaller companies, that don't do that at all. And I think, um, who? Who doesn't do that anymore? I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure there aren't. <laughs> I'm they're sure they're around. I don't think they are. I mean, well, you know, okay, then this, like, there are creators who think, oh, I, I love comics. And I'm just going to do this because I, I love the medium. I love, you know, collaboration. It's like, uh, you know, I, I think that um, I love technology, you know, and, and I, I love, you know, the, the Wacom tablet. I love the Cintiq. And right. I, I love, but they, they are tools. Uh, and, it, it, and I'm always on the fence about when an artist turns to a, a, a Cintiq. And produces solely digital work because, for me, and I'm I'm not saying I'm never going to do it. I, I recognize it as, as as a production tool. Um, but for me, the high wire act, and I, I probably talked about this before, the high wire act in comics is where the inker obliterates the pencil. You know, <laughs> there's no I'm, coming back from. There's it. no coming there's back no, from yeah. it. You know, this is like you know, it's it's like you're, you're, you're it's like the war wagon with Kirk Douglas. You know, right. you got the, the the nitroglycerin. Or, you know, and if you don't do it right, it's going to blow up in your face. <laughs> the timer is click cut, the yeah, counting down. Exactly. And if you don't cut, cut the red wire or the blue wire, right. know, which wire? Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's, a, that's the high wire act for me in, in comics. But at the same time, I mean, isn't it just sort of shortening up the correction time? I mean, even, even with that, there's, right. still correct, there's still ways to correct things. Yes. Yes. But, I, well, but I will say this. I mean, you've seen, you see it over and over again, and I'm sure you've experienced it as an artist, where... You try and do something and you fuck it up and it creates something cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> I create cool shit every day. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And so it's like with digital. I, you know, I don't know if you get the same. You know, that same uh, chance. Yeah. That same game of chance. Yeah, of, of, that, that's of, definitely what it is. Yeah. You know, because with um, you know with uh, a, a page that's penciled and then passed in inker, um, I will you know two or three pages out of a, a year I'll, I'll get called by an editor and says you know we need to change this panel you, you have a piece of art that has a change panel on it yeah. and that's just you know you, you do that patch you know right. and it's just like you're you know you measure the panel you redraw something you just like slap it on there and, and I have no idea why they did that there was an editorial decision on this page it's a Raphael Albuquerque page Oh right, right. And it's the the original panel is Batman drop kicking, which little, is li, little Batman. Right. It's stunning <laughs> from the Little Leaguers. He's he's drop kicking little Batman into a dumpster, <laughs> and apparently someone had a problem with that. Why? And so the patch panel well, is, it is him. Batman kicking a kid basically, and the patch panel is him smacking him in the face. <laughs> Batman can kick well, kids. Okay, I'm not saying this is. Right or wrong, but I can see this as the reason. Putting a kid in a dumpster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, babies being left in dumpsters, sort of thing. Maybe that was the thought process. Uh, yeah, maybe. I maybe don't know. as opposed to smacking a kid. I don't. I mean, I. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what the you know. So, what, so, the, so the message from DC is okay to punch the shit out of your kids. Yes. Just don't put them in dumpsters. Don't afterwards. kick them into dumpsters.
didn't matter. It didn't matter as much anymore. Oh, they, I don't shit. Think, they separated from AIM. I'm, Wait, oh no, that was Hydra. That's not the, the Hydra, Hydrox oh, okay. cookies. The, the, the kosher Cokes. This, this is the time of year when they had the kosher Cokes out. I keep missing it because they, they use natural sugar in Natural King. Oh, God. You want If you're ever in Oak Brook, uh, there's a hamburger place called Tom. No, no, no. Tom and Eddie's, I think it's called. And it's two guys that were like. They worked for McDonald's. They were like vice presidents of McDonald's. They went and started their own burger place. Burgers are good. They're like gourmet burgers, that kind of thing, whatever. Kind of overpriced. They're good. But if you go there, they have a soda machine of this soda company in New York. You can't get this. I looked. You can't get the stuff anywhere other than like on the East Coast. And it's all made with natural cane sugar. And there's like cream soda, orange soda. Uh, there's like five or six different kinds there. And... They're awesome. I highly recommend them. Okay. I don't even like soda that much, but those were, those were pretty tasty. Where is, where is it's this in, again? It's in Oak Brook, uh, uh, Oak Brook Mall. Mm-hmm. It's called, I think it's called Tom and Eddie's okay. is the burger place. And, like, no, not Ed. Uh, shut up, Hank. Um, so what were we talking about? Uh, jur- Hydra? Journalism and comics. Journalism. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, co- and kosher Oreos. Kosher Hydrox were the kosher Oreos. No, I read a, uh, an article. Um, I don't remember who wrote it now. It's, it doesn't say here in my notes. Christopher Butcher? Chris Butcher, I think is his name. He owns a store. He runs um, TCAF, the uh, Toronto Comics and Arts Festival. Oh, yeah, which he, I hear is a very, very nice show. Uh, he wrote an article the other day called The Comics Journalism Conundrum, which I thought was really an interesting article. And it was sort of, to really paraphrase it, Don, I recommend that you go read it if you're interested in this at all. But to paraphrase what he was saying um, was that people always complain about comics journalism because too many of the websites that cover comics... Regurgitate press releases. Regurgitate and only cover mainstream comics. And... His point was like, well, that's the case, but there's plenty of stuff out there for indie comics. Yes, it's not the majority, but how can you blame these people? That's what people want to read. The, you know, to get the page views, mm-hmm. you have to cover what people are interested in, and the majority of people that are interested in comics are interested in mainstream comics, like it or not. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. And it, like I said, I'm I'm really heavily. Well, the, you know, the, the crux of it was is that you know, hey, if you're going to have journalism and comics then you have to pay writers. And if you're going to pay writers, then you have to sell ads. And if you're going to sell ads, you have to have page views. Right. And if you're going to have page views, well, you know what? You can't do a story on Duncan the Wonder Dog coming out from Ad House. Ad House. You have to do a story on the Green Lantern trailer. Right. That's the conundrum. That is the conundrum. If you want journalism, you have to. they have to cover the top stories. Uh, otherwise... It just won't exist. I right. mean, there won't be any journalism, and you'll have, you know, you'll have fanzines. Basically, you'll have fan, which you know, you have a lot of that as it is. But yeah, I mean, it's just it, it is what it is. It's a, it's a, you know, it's that double-edged sword of like, well, you want people to talk about what we're doing in comics, but you don't want them to talk about the stuff that the majority of the people are actually yeah. interested in. In seeing or reading or buying, in in a, in a weird way, and and talking from our bubble of of podcasting, you know, as as we would you know track our downloads back in the day, you know, we would, you know put out an episode that would say you know um, creator X, you know, Chris, you know, we talk with Chris Burnham, okay? right? Not that Chris Burnham isn't you know a good draw, but then on one episode 
we, uh, from a joke that Tom had had, we called it 90% Kirby. And that was from this offhanded comment that he had made. Right. And we made that the title of the episode. And our downloads went up like, you know, like 20% mm-hmm. because that was the name of the title. Right. And, and so it's, you know, I think that's, that's the whole point is that you, you put something out there and you find, you find a, a theme or a thread that attracts people to, to view and, you know, blackest night or, or whatever and and you're gonna that's what the, that's what those sites do is that they find ways to maximize their page views yeah and that's i mean you see it in any type of journalism it's not just comics journalism i mean turn on you know, right. turn watch on the, the news, news. Yeah, yeah watch the, the news. news look at the newspapers i mean you know i mean yeah. it's just it is what it is unfortunately but i think it, it, once again it always comes down to like well there's like this disconnect between what people really do and what we say we do. You know what I mean? Like, and it, it, I don't sure. know if I talked about this before, but there was a study about, this, yeah. about <laughs> movies and like they would give people a, a box of movies basically and you would select three. three of them and one of them you had to watch tomorrow, one of them you had to watch a week from now, and one of them you had to watch like a month from now or something like that. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, people would always pick like... One, you know, comedy, one action movie, and then, like, something highbrow. It, it was all, like, you know, Schindler's List and, and Shawshank Redemption, and those were the... Those were the... Yeah, they, they would pick them, yeah, and they would pick them for their third week. I've actually been in that study. And they... Ne- oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. I've, I picked... Uh, you watched Dumb and Dumber the first day, <laughs> didn't you? Well, actually, I, 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 I picked... It's just Orderly Orderly, Cinderella, and Artisan... All Jerry Lewis movies. No. <laughs> Hey, lady. <laughs> lady. <laughs> but people would pick like the the real quick you know action stuff the you know easy to digest kind of stuff but they would pick the the the, the more dense you know important mm-hmm. works because they knew they should watch they should, them yeah but right like 80 percent of the people would right. put it on the month uh you know they had to wear, watch it a month from now and they never would right and it's the same thing with like net, your netflix oh yeah like, every, you know, every, <laughs> everybody says that they want journalism and comics and, but nobody will read it. And if you want to find out exactly how many people really do want journalism and comics, look at how many copies are sold of the Comics Journal. Right, absolutely. Mm, I mean, that's right. that's about yeah. as intensive. Yeah. Right, you know, there yeah. you go. Yeah. That's, yeah. We all say what we want the world to be like, yeah. but in the reality of what we actually do on a day-to-day basis is... We go with what's easy, what's, you know, yeah. nine times out of ten. It's, it's the simple... It well, you thinking know, about my my Netflix queue net- right now. <laughs> oh my God, how long is Knife in the Water going to sit there unwatched? <laughs> I, I, you, you were talking about Herzog earlier. Just as a quick side note, I uh, I, I got distracted by uh, a Joy Division song the other day. In I was thinking of Ian Cur- Curtis, and I was like reading the circumstances of his death. The last movie, last film he watched the night before he hung himself was a Herzog film. They'll do that to you. Good Lord. Oh, crap. I had, uh, was it the Grizzly Man? Was it? I, can't <laughs> I can't remember the name of it right now. Fitzcarraldo. Uh, oh, shit. I, had I still haven't watched it. Film. Fitzcarraldo is in my Netflix queue. It's been there for, for three years. Probably yeah. two years. Yeah, probably seriously it's, for two it's, years. It's I, an I interesting movie. It. Fitzcarraldo is the movie that, that Coppola watched and saw. I want to go into the jungle and go crazy while making a movie about <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> what about a, 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 a movie in an op- it was the Opera Op- House? Opera House, yeah. 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 God. Crazy, crazy fucking movie. Seriously. Uh, oh shit, what was I going to... 
I had a point. I lost it. I don't it. know. I don't know. You lost it's the It's about point. journalism? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, lists. We were talking about oh, lists. Fuck. It's, it's that time of the year, <laughs> yeah. folks. It's, the, it's the, the best of lists. I was so disappointed today when I saw Tom Caters. <laughs> Not only did Tom Caters write a fucking top ten list... On iFanboy. And Tom hates lists. And Tom hates, he, he shared my hate, my love of hating lists. He wrote a top 10 list article, but not only was it a top 10 list, it was a top 10 list pandering to his listeners. And I just, it was like the, the day the fucking music died for me today. <laughs> Tom, I just want you to know that, that you just kind of crushed my soul a little bit today. I can't believe you guys got me in here on a list episode. It's not a list episode. No. <laughs> I hate lists. I hate them. Oh, and, and, this, and this year, it, it even gets worse because it's the, uh, not the best of the year. Now you get the whole best of the decade. Well, oh, no, yeah. you know what I heard uh, is now best it's, of the, the it's best of uh, human life. Because if you believe in the whole Mayan oh, calendar right. thing, right. you yeah. know, this, this is it. This, 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 this is the last. I literally, I shit you not, I, went, I told you about the strange uh, New Year's Eve party I went to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Were the blackbirds dropping <laughs> out of the people, air? No, <laughs> the, yeah, no shit. How about that? Yeah, there were, there, were, uh, there were people there that were sort of semi-seriously saying, hey, this could be the last New Year's you're gonna Eve. See of, some, uh, you're going to yeah. see some Freaky shit this year because I don't of know. There's people said that about Y2K too. And you didn't see shit. I don't know. Some people buy yeah, water this is, and this baked is, beans. This is Mayan calendar shit. Yeah, this is Mayan calendar shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I was recently in, in, in Seattle, and um, I had this uncanny, seriously, uncanny. Well, I didn't know it was uncanny at the time. I had a dream. Uh, about being uh, somewhere on the street, and there was an earthquake, and then a tidal wave. We had to climb up in the building. So, I that was the movie 2012. Right. Well, I go to Seattle uh, for the week of Christmas because that's you know where my girlfriend's from and her her sisters are there. And I'm going down the streets, and these these are the streets that were in my dream. Ooh. Right. It, it was like really. I mean, really. Come on. Like a weird deja vu. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Uncanny, so got that going. Well, <laughs> Don't so, go so, back to Seattle. Uh, and, 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 exactly. and Sal and I learned whenever you're in Seattle and you go down the street, you go down. <laughs> yeah, you gotta oh, go back seriously. up. You go it down sucks the street. to go back up. <laughs> no, I you you, the, you know Seattle's at the same uh, the same sea, sea level. level as Chicago. Also, Chicago is like four thirty, four fifty. Seattle is four sixty to zero. Yeah. So when, yeah, when you insane. go down the street. You're, you know, you, you walk downtown, man. You are, you're, yeah, yeah. Your ears pop yeah. because the pressure changes. We, we walked down to Pike's place, yeah, and, and uh, grab a bite awesome. to eat. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful town. Yeah, but cool I, town. <laughs> walking this, back this, up this almost killed be, me. This is before you started. You know, Sal. For the folks that don't know, Sal's really gotten into a, a good physical fitness routine in the last year, year and a half or so. Sure, sure. But that, 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 that was, I think it was the Seattle trip that, that may have pushed you over the edge. No, it wasn't the, it wasn't the physical, like, because we were walking up that hill and yeah. you were dying. Just leave me well, here. No, it was, Kill it me. Was, it was, I would probably Kill a squirrel and leave it with me. No, I would probably still have a hard time doing it uh, just because it was my knees. It wasn't, oh, it, was, oh, it wasn't yeah. like cardio-wise or like strength. Yeah. It was just my knees. It was really, my knee, I have bad knees, so it was hard yeah. to and I still do. Like, I can't run, run, really, for long because my knees just... It was so me. bad, we actually stopped and had a conversation with a Greenpeace volunteer. Yeah, just to take a break. I actually like, filled out, like, just, just to get a fucking blow. I was just like, 
God. Anything. Uh, anything. Yeah, tell me about the trees. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Save yeah. the whales. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good Lord. Did you hear uh, Bruce Campbell is coming? Speaking of conventions, Ooh. we were talking about Bruce Campbell's coming to Wizard World Chicago next year. Or oh. This year. This year, yeah. Really? yeah. I'm going now, man. Bruce Campbell. Oh, that kind of... Uh, I got to go go see Bruce. Yeah. You know he's going to be you know, at the Hyatt afterwards. Right, yeah, of course. I, I, th- so, I, th- I yeah, thought I had, go. I had, I had gone to my, go. last, no. my last Wizard World. Why do you got to hate on Wizard World I'm so not much? hating. I just... You I, hate. You hate. The only reason I went last year was to see you. Yeah, you were there for like an hour. I was there for like three hours. Mm-hmm. So I only saw you for ten I met, minutes. I met, uh, I met Shaft, which was cool. Richard Roundtree, yeah. Richard Roundtree was there. That's He's an alumnus of... Southern Illinois University oh, yeah, of Carbondale. Okay. We got to we got to talk about Shaft that a little bit. And who else? Yeah. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Shaft Bob goes to college. That's why you like Bob Odenkirk. Uh, yeah. That's part of the reason. Uh, yeah. And Jim Belushi, Dennis Franz. Why you gotta uh-huh. Why you gotta shit on Jim Belushi? He's the funniest living Belushi. He is the funniest. It's not his fault. Yeah. His brother died and was funnier. You know there uh, are nine other Belushis. Just so you know. And he's squeezed them all. I got love for all the Belushis. Come on, they're local <laughs> yeah. guys. Or, De- you know, Den- Dennis Franz. Mm-hmm. Or Franz. Dennis Franz. Franz yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what, you know, hey, have you seen the, uh, speaking of, uh, I guess we're talking locals, local stuff now, that new cop show that's going on, Chicago Code? Yeah, the Chicago Code. Why didn't they, first of all, why didn't it just call the Chicago Way? Because that's what they were going for, but they couldn't go for the Chicago Way for whatever. So it's, like, it's a Chicago Code cop show based in Chicago, right? And yeah. I'm like, how is Dennis Franz not in this show? He's an actor <laughs> who was a Chicago cop for like... <laughs> I don't know, twenty years or something. Yeah. How is that guy not in well, that show? You know, they'll 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 premiere the show. The ratings will tank, and they'll get him on. And the then show. they'll go. Yeah. He'll, he'll, <laughs> he'll, 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 be the, he'll be the new commissioner. Yeah, exactly. something. But they We're have in Del, But Delroy Lindo isn't it? Oh, yeah. Delroy Lindo. Yeah, he's okay. kind of interesting. Yeah. Delroy. Lindo. Right. I'll, I'll check it out. And yeah, uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, we'll that, that and uh, what's the uh, uh, my other favorite uh, Chicago? No, my the favorite Chicago cop show. That's Mike and Molly. Oh, I've never seen that. I've never you seen don't that. seriously watch that show, do you? <laughs> so I, we've watched a couple of episodes. Oh, good God, man. It's got a gentle humor. Are you, are you looking forward to The Cape? That uh, starts this weekend, Sunday, I no, think. No, but I did read Joe Hill's The Cape, and it was really good. I, that was good. That's yeah. not the same thing, right? No, like, that's no, not, the show's not based on that comic or vice versa. No. It's not transmedia there? The it's Cape not, not the transmedia, no. Uh, I said on Twitter today, all I can think of when I see the ads for The Cape is, is Mystery Men when they go to meet the Sphinx and they, he teaches them how to sew their own costumes. That's what it reminds me of. Because, I don't know. No, I'll, ch- I'll check it out. Of course, of course. Well, it's a Sunday, right? Or uh, you know, I believe it's Sunday. Yeah, well, it'll be a what yeah. network? This, uh, NBC, NBC, I think. Okay, yeah. I think it's NBC. Yeah. You, have you kept up with V at all? No, I quit watching V really early on. I've heard yeah. it's gotten better, but I yeah, no. yeah. I still watch. I've still watched, although kind of only. I still tape. I should say or TiVo, DVR. Um, no Ordinary Family, but. Uh, it started out promising, like the first couple episodes I really like, and it's really gotten into sort of a rut. It's just, yeah. it's just so. Your Michael Chiklis love couldn't carry. Through. Yeah, it really could. And Julie Benz too is in it. Oh, Julie yeah. Benz. Yeah, but it's just so sort of uh, mm. cliche now. It's just not. Yeah. Good. Maybe they'll get Dennis France on it. They should get yeah. Dennis France. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, he, well, he, well, Michael Chiklis was the commish, and he was John Belushi. Was he what in the Wire or Wired? Oh, and why? Oh, what's that's where he got his start. Oh. He was John Belushi. Oh, well, yeah. he was the commish. He was the actor. Oh, that was after Wired. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he, was, he almost he completely destroyed his career doing Wired. A lot of people told him not to do that that movie, and 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 after he did it, he, it got 
bomb, and he didn't get a whole lot of work. And then yeah. he did the commission. Then he did the shield. Oh, the shield! The shield was <sighs> awesome. And then he was Ben Grimm. But yeah, he was John Belushi. Yeah, that was his start. I think that was his huh. first first role was uh, John Belushi in, in Wired. Is it? Oh my God, he did. He played Curly in a Three Stooges movie. Michael, Michael Chiklis did? Yeah, he did. There was a Three Stooges movie? There was movie? a Three Stooges movie, and he played Curly. Really? Yes. Wow, he's made some bad, bad decisions <laughs> yes, yes. in his acting career. Yes. And I remember, it's like, wait, I'm actually watching... Why did I watching, never see that movie? Watching Michael Chiklis... I can understand why you wouldn't see that movie. Yeah, Michael Chiklis doing Curly on Curly's deathbed, and Mo getting him to sign away his rights to all of the three oh, Stooges. So, oh, so, oh, so it was like a... a so this a, wasn't a, a dream. A, oh, a biopic. A, a biopic. Of the Stooges, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Was it any good? Uh, I thought it was pretty good, you know, because it wasn't about their their shtick on right, film, right, right, but it was right. about how, them. how they them how they relate it, and and it was of course you know that that scene where someone actually goes up to Curly in a ho- in a hotel lobby and actually does the things to him, you know, the poke right, and the right, punch right. is what what injured him, which is what he ended up dying from. Oh Jesus, is that the truth? Apparently, yeah. Wow. Someone like you know. Just like went up to him when he wasn't looking and just know, did the whole hit him, hit him with a two by four. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. And thought it was funny. Yeah. I know. Houdini <laughs> died from a fan that yeah. punched him punched when he him. wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Because he used to do a thing where like he would say, "You could punch me as hard as you want in the stomach," mm-hmm. and like a fan did it, but he wasn't prepared. He wasn't like ready yeah. to take the punch and mm-hmm. yeah, it, and and it ruptured ruptured something, something yeah. and he ended up it's dying terrible. like a week later from yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's how That's Houdini horrible. died. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. You know. It was the times. Exactly. You died horribly then, back then. It wasn't fucking you know, namby-pamby nowadays, dying in a hospital bed, exactly. you know, hooked up to a morphine drip. You know, no, I, it was I, fucking rough. It I, was I, rough. You were dragged out the door by wolves who fed you to crocodiles. And then the, I never really <laughs> understood died that. Died a man's death. <laughs> I didn't understand that until the episode of uh, Deadwood where, uh, uh, where Swearingen has to pass the kidney stone. Oh, oh God, God. <laughs> that's so painful. That's a great episode. That was it's like holy shit. <laughs> oh yeah. And the doc is like, okay, Hal, if you don't pass this, I'm gonna have to open you up. And well, you have about a ten percent chance, but it's still a chance. Ten percent chance. <laughs> Chances are you're gonna die. Ooh, drink a lot of water, man. A lot of water. God. Not not whiskey. That is my fear. Every time, every time I get like a pain in my back, like you know, I always go, oh God, please don't be a kidney stone. Please yes. don't. <laughs> I don't want to have to go through that. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. Not sure that I'm getting old. All right, I think, we've, co- I think we've covered just right. about. We, we Tony, start. is there anything else you'd like to discuss? Talk about you more want? more Deadwood. Let's, let's uh, one more time. The show is uh, the Static February. Creep. Yeah, Static, Static Creep, Creep uh, exhibit of sequential art. It's uh, opens Friday, January fourteenth, two thousand eleven, at six p.m. at the Los Amanos Gallery. 5220 North Clark Street, Chicago, Illinois. Just north of Foster Avenue there in yes. beautiful Andersonville. It's the first neighborhood I moved into when I moved to Chicago. Yeah, I like Andersonville. It's a very wintry neighborhood. And because uh, it's a cool story, why don't you tell us uh, where the name Static Creep comes from? <laughs> Static Creep. Kind of cool. Yes, aviation term. And, uh, you know, back in the day when planes had propellers, you know, these propellers were hard and steel, just like the toughest part of the plane. And... Uh, the propeller, uh, as it spun, you know, in, in flight or whatever, uh, static creep refers to the actual lengthening of a propeller from from the centrifugal force. Ah, over the life spinning. of it. Over it the would, life of yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, the propeller would actually had elasticity to it because of the forces applied to it, and that's what static creep is. 
That's a cool term. That's cool. Yeah. I, I yeah. like that. Me I too. like that one a lot. Nice. Nice. Well, all right, folks. I guess that's it, right? Yeah. Another episode. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having me on again. Pat and Oswalt uh, propellers and everything in between. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. We covered a lot of bases. I don't think we talked much about comics, though. Uh, Certainly nothing we read. Industry stuff. uh, Yeah. uh, I uh, talked about it on 11 o'clock, and and with you, I read all of 100 100 bullets in like four days. Yeah. uh, And then you went out and shot someone. Exactly. It was awesome. Awesome. So maybe we'll talk about that next time. Blood so, smells good. so yeah. good. Yeah. So this is uh, this is it for uh, for January 2011. I hope everyone January. has uh, a a wonderful uh, beginning January. of the year. Yeah, a wonderful January, and uh, we'll see uh, see you back in uh, in in February for the February. shortest the shortest of months. My birth month. Oh, that's right. It is. I'll be forty. I like my. <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I like not, I don't think I'm going to take it well. Ah. I don't think I'm trying. I'm, ho- I'm trying to hold it together, but I think at the last. It's the new ever. thirty. That's what uh, Cheryl Crow said. Exactly. Speaking of Cheryl, yeah, well, I don't <laughs> fucking look like Cheryl Crow. I don't got her money either. I like my women like the month of February, short and cold. <laughs> <laughs> With that note, <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> I think we. All right, <laughs> we'll be back uh, next month, folks. Have a good.
listening to Around Comics for January. I still have them. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> okay, start with you. No, no. Go ahead. We are we in the back, Dave. You're listening to Around Comics for January of 2011. Happy New Year. <laughs>